liftoff and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 225, recording January 7th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week, it is time. We are here. Game of the Year is upon us. Uh, it's usually our most combative episode of the year, so I hope everyone is strapped in and ready. And to do this Mortal Kombat, I have with me, Shannon Moore. But... But it, I, I don't, I don't have anything in in between my name. It's just it's no, so, no. it's We're weird. Just, it's I don't it's have weird. Time. I don't I like it. Time. I don't have time for extras. We got a lot to I, talk about. Just move on, then. I don't not. I don't have anything cool to say now. Then I will, because also with us is Justin Carter. It's your boy, Kizzle <laughs> Shannon. You never had anything cool to say. Oh, oh, I mean, oh, it's it's so it. Can I just say it is a little unsettling just to hear regular names? No, is I it? will say it is it is off putting. It's almost <laughs> like seeing Zach without a beard. I mean, hey, you know, <laughs> new year, new us. Here we go, two twenty five. Uh, and if you are familiar with our game of the year spectaculars, you know we have to have Mister Platinum himself, Jordan Derringer. How's it going, guys? <laughs> <clears throat> I tried I to thought, do the Mike lean in thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> I thought he was going to give us a. You know what, guys? Um, <laughs> but yes, gentlemen, uh, we are here. Uh, Mr. Robert Steltonpool is not with us as of yet, but rumor has it he will be joining these proceedings as we go along. Um, yes, he had a slight housing emergency, uh, but we are here. We have categories. They are numerous. Um, and just a quick lay of groundwork. We're switching up a little bit this year to try to not have a three to four hour long show. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have their categories. And then uh, how we're going to do it is everyone's going to have one for the category. And uh, if someone takes yours, drop down to the next in your line, so on and so forth. We can have conversations about everything. Uh, but I trying to avoid the like, oh, that was mine too. And we're, and the conversation stops. So we'll see where we go. We'll see how it plays out. Come along with us. Won't you? So Justin, <laughs> I, I why, why don't we start with the negative space, if you will, and get this out of the way. Okay. Okay, I wasn't even going to make shit about it this year. (laughs) I was like, you know what? He said 2023. I'm going to trust him. I'm not even going to give him shit about it this year. I'm I'm just saying because we're moving into biggest miss, which is like your biggest disappointment. And and, and this would be considered a negative space. (laughs) That's fair. That's all I'm saying. I wasn't making any connection to uh, Mr. Justin Time Carter's game. 
was just saying it's a negative space. That's fair. I'm sorry. Put your, I air, quotes. That. Put your <laughs> air quotes down, sir. Come on. Come on. But I would like to start with you, Justin. Justin, for you, what was your biggest disappointment of 2022? So my biggest disappointment, honestly, it's going to be Callisto Protocol. Mm. Um, just because I was, I, I know both you and I were mm-hmm. incredibly hyped for it. And it's just, it's one of those things, like, it's not even bugs. Like, it's just design-wise, I just feel like they tried so hard to not be in space that they made design decisions and stuff, like, going with the strictly melee combat and, like, the punch-out style stuff. Like, I feel like a lot of that was just born out of trying to navigate away from, like, guns more and, like, the Dead Space style stuff and... I just don't think it landed that well. Didn't, you didn't want to do uh, Dead Space Punch Out? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> dude, I, I've tried, like, I, I've played it, like, a couple more times since the last time I talked about it, and it's just, I dropped the difficulty down, I upgraded stuff a little bit more, but it's just, like, dude, like, some of the enemies, it still takes, like, seven hits, and it's, like, I don't get it. Like, sometimes I can get them down in three, and it's, like, sometimes I just immediately die in, like, two hits. Like, it makes Mm -hmm. no sense to me, the difficulty range of stuff, and it's just, I'm just not having fun playing it, which I think is the biggest thing. If they just fully leaned into being Dead Space, I think it would have been a completely different game. Well, fortunately, we have a game that's fully leaning into being Dead Space coming out in about a month. So God. But, uh, you know, it wasn't on my list simply because I didn't play it. But yes, the reception to Callisto Protocol is definitely one of my bigger disappointments of the year. Uh, Jordan, what about yourself? So the way that you put the outline, you had us do like an ABC. Mm -hmm. And I went through the games I played this year and it was really hard for me to narrow down which one of these three was my biggest disappointment. All right. But I'm going to have to go with New Tales from the Borderlands. Ah, and that's sad. That's and, sad. and the thing <laughs> is, it's sad, not that it was a bad game because it was fun to play through. The story was good. It just wasn't it, having that name connected to it. Mm-hmm. With how good the first Tales from the Borderlands was, you go in expecting something and getting something completely different. Yeah. And. Right. Because that first one, that first one is like a top two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just second to Wolf Among Us. Yep, exactly. But I think I personally think New Tales from the Borderlands would have been better if it didn't have the Borderlands name, if it would have been a completely different Telltale property, because the story was good. The story was fun Mm -hmm. to play through. It just it was missing that charm that the first one had. Hey, 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 Jordan, you know something? I actually forgot that came out this year. (laughs) (laughs) You You said it, you said it, I'm like, you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, huh, all right. Wait until we get to the, one of the other categories, because Mm -hmm. there are, we'll get there, but (laughs) I I had another category that I had a hard time nailing down the top one because of games I forgot this year. Gotcha. All right, well, Shannon, what about yourself? Oh, I was torn. There was so there was two that I felt were a big miss this year. One of them was Saints Row uh, for the PlayStation mm. Five. Um, mm. 
It was garbage in a lot of ways. Uh, the graphics didn't look as good as I thought they should for a PlayStation 5 game, especially a $70 PlayStation 5 game. Uh, I don't think the story or the characters were entertaining. The story takes a long time to take off. Um, some of the missions were buggy as all heck and mm -hmm. forced you to either uh, reset the mission or quit and you know basically not do that mission. Um, so, you know, there were ways to get stuck in the game. They weren't game-breaking, but they just take you out of the experience. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just, um, it wasn't fun anymore. Like, they were trying to be serious, like, but have a quirky crew this time. Yeah. And I don't, it didn't work out well. So, I was bummed, but I do have to give an honorable mention to Diablo Immortal. Like, because... Yeah. 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 Now, see... Yeah. yeah. That dovetails nicely because for me, there my biggest, I mean, my biggest disappointment, obviously, is Curse to Golf. I've mentioned that on this <laughs> podcast many times, right? Like, I was excited for that game, but it's just maddening, and it it brings a like roguelike to roguelike game style to golf, except it resets the courses every time. Like they're they're procedurally generated, so you can't actually use any rogue type tactics to get better. You just get served mm -hmm. a new course full of bullshit that you are <laughs> gonna lose on, and then you can't get better at that course because the whole course is different now. Um and and that sucks, but honestly, my biggest disappointment was the last quarter of Cult of Lamb. Like, Ooh. I loved that game. That game <laughs> went from so high to crashingly low to where I didn't finish it. And Oof. and that game killed me. Like, I loved that game. That game was a lock for my game of the year list. Like, no questions asked, and I can't be bothered to play the last, like, hour and a half of it. <laughs> I just, I might as well delete it from my Switch. I'm never going to play it. Like, it's it kills me. It killed that game. Killed it. It makes me so sad, you guys. Like it makes me so sad because I was so into it, and I just do not care anymore. So that's probably my biggest disappointment of the year. The biggest miss was when you run out of shit to do in that game, and it kind of runs itself. And it's like, yep, now go just play the death's door part. And it's like, well, no, that wasn't the fun part of the game. <laughs> like that wasn't it. <laughs> it. it you could tell by the way you talked about that when you said it was your biggest disappointment. That game hurt you. Like I don't know what it did, but like it hurt your it hurt you emotionally in some cut, way, it, shape, or form. It cut me deep, Shannon. It cut me deep. You know, cut, the sad, coming from. The saddest... Oh, go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> I was just gonna say the saddest part about that is that uh, they came out today with the, that they're doing the content update, adding heavy attacks and stuff, and like some new stuff to the game. I think it comes out next month. So. I mean, maybe that'll fix it, but that'll be 2023's product at that point. What what I played in 2022 crushed me. It crushed me. It Coming me from so a sad. listener point of view, like week after week after week, you guys are like, oh, this game is great. This game is great. Yeah. And then radio silence. And I was like, yeah. what, what, what did this game do to you guys? <laughs> <sighs> It, it, and and I'll tell you, Jordan, the, the thing it did was nothing. 
Like it built itself up. It built itself up. It built itself up. And then all of a sudden there was just nothing to do. Like as the game progresses, too much of it gets automated. Like too many things that you're working on become not important at all. And instead of it giving what I imagine the reason was is like, oh, and now it frees the player up to do all this other stuff that we want them to do. Like, you know, take out these bosses, go to these rooms, clear out these dungeon type areas now they don't have to worry about their town anymore. But the town was the fun part. Like, the town was the fun part of the game. The the grinding dungeon stuff was what you needed to do to get more resources for the town. And when you kind of remove the town from the equation at the end, it was just like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I'm stuck with this part that I don't really like and isn't all that fun. And I don't know. Well, and it's like that was the problem is it wasn't even like at the end, halfway through the game, yeah, you've yeah. maxed out like you've got the biggest like statue and stuff and you've got like all the stuff to do the stuff halfway through the game. So then it's like there's no where to upgrade your villaging. You're just adding the shit that you already have, like more of it. And it's like you get more villagers or whatever, but it's like you're just using them as like extra lives or as to summon demons or do whatever at that point. And I remember having that conversation with you, uh, Justin earlier this year where it was like the, the game needed like another tier. Yeah. It needed another tech tier on top of what it was like. There needed to be another level of buildings. There needed to be another level of upgrades and it would have just been enough of a carrot to keep you going. But to, to Justin's point, it was like, Oh, this is it. I can't really go anywhere from here. Like when, when I filled out all the upgrade screens on the building and like the character development and realized like, Oh, there's still two dungeons to clear out. Wait, what? Like, how is this even possible? Did I mess up? You know, like that was the feeling I was having. So So, the way I'm getting it is like you, you would have been happier if, let's say like halfway through the game, some story for some story reason, something came by and just completely decimated your village Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you had to completely start over. It would have been better. Sure. Because like you said, it would have given you something to do. Totally. Instead of just becoming a basic run of the mill dungeon crawler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My my thing is, I wonder if it would have been better if they would have attached certain upgrades to actually clearing out yeah. the thing. So it's like, oh, you beat area two. Now it unlocked these three things that you can do in your village, or you cleared out this area. Instead of just giving it to you all at once to be able to just continuously do it, you have to actually go yeah, to like, the dungeon stuff to get more village stuff. Totally. Like if you couldn't access the lumber mill until you cleared out level the second area or something like that, it would have made it a lot. It would have It would have given you a lot more reason to do those rooms. And, and that's surprising because that's usually like resource management game 101 right there. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was a choice and you know, they obviously I'm probably in the minority here. There are a lot of people that love that game and have played it multiple times, but I, the, the death's door combat stuff of it was not why I was there and it, it took me out. So controversial choice perhaps, but that, that would be mine. Like, uh, I mean, I know Robbie's not here, but I feel the need to say Mario Strikers in <laughs> in Christmas because man, that you talk about a game that hurts someone's feelings. That game, <laughs> that game made Robbie upset in ways I haven't seen in a while. I'm actually bummed. If he shows up, I'm gonna just throw that name out there just to watch him twitch. You know, yeah, um, if he shows up, I think he should definitely get a chance to 
yeah to talk about his top picks and everything too but yeah the uh diablo immortal that shannon threw out there is also also up there for sure because that's another one where you're playing it and you're like oh this is awesome and then all of a sudden it's asking you for 18 different currency options. And you're like, oh, this isn't awesome anymore. Like, or it's like you need to play the game for like 10 years to get like the best stuff. And even yeah. then, like, or you could pay like, what is it? How much did they say it was like to get the, the top was of the like, line? Was like, wasn't it like a hundred thousand dollars or something? Yeah, it was some, it was some ridiculous yeah. thing. And it's, and it's funny because like neither Shannon nor Jordan is being hyperbolic. Like those are actual numbers. It's like, it's ridiculous, but, um, but yeah, cause playing that game was awesome. Like when you, when you first fire that up in that first couple hours on the phone, it's like, Oh, this totally works. This is awesome. And then it didn't. And then it's like, <laughs> Oof, man, this is ugly. Uh, and okay. I mean, I know we weren't going to do all the games, but I just have to say horizon forbidden West, you guys just God damn it. That game. <laughs> Okay, Horizon was my game of the year when it came out. Oh, when it was announced, hell yeah. Like, and the first one hit so good. Yeah. And then- That's what I'm saying. The first one was my game of the year. Like, and and the sequel, it's just so long. It's just and, so long. And I think that's it. I think the map is just too big for what they offer. And so you many have mission A, B, or C, and you have a map that you're traveling for so long with nothing to do. Well, and, and there's so many things like I don't need a bow system and an armor system and a this system and a that system. And, the, you know, and it's like, Jesus Christ, can we cut three things out of this? Like, we don't need a crafting system for every single item that you'll find. Alone. Like, you just don't need it. It's uh, you don't need a stupid board game that's supposed to be kind of like chess, but not like chess. Uh, but you no. need different robots God, to for- fight. And it- I forgot about that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> So, right. what, I mean, if they if they took that game and, like, you basically just, like, said you went back to a hub world and you went to, like, a blacksmith and they were like, here's all the tools you can make without, like, you know, without giving the crafting of having to make each individual element, but at the same time giving you, like, a crafting light kind of experience, do you think that would have fixed a lot of your gripes with the game? Oh, oh you mean, like, God of War? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally would have. Yeah. And, okay. and not only that, but you have systems like you're running around out in the wild and you're picking flowers and then you can turn the flowers into health. And those are the only thing that those flowers are good for. So why they don't just go into your health in the first place is beyond me. It, they add so many extra steps to what you're already trying to do. And that just makes you spend more time in menus. And uh, it, oh, I Jordan. think I got 40 or 50 hours into it and I only beat the first big thing. Jordan, you're forgetting the part where you're picking a whole bunch of random flowers and you have no idea why, but you must need them for something. So you're picking them. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, this is for dyeing my clothes. Yeah, that's why I'm doing this. And it's like, oh, I've realized this 25 hours into the goddamn game. Like, it was, oh, it was just infuriating. Just so, like, wasted so much time to get like green dye for my armor set. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> but here's the uh, worst part, Zach. Mm-hmm. I don't like seeing those little logos on my screen of, Hey, you can pick this up. So yep. I still fucking did it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Like I'm at the, the map vomit in that game. Oh, Oh, it's just, I'm one of those people that can't see the, uh, 
the red bubble number on your phone, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So mm-hmm. like, and, and that is a map just full of red number bubbles and it just, uh, but yes, now that we've done this, we're out of the negative space. Well, gentlemen. can I throw one we're... more into the negative okay. space Okay, here? okay, okay, okay. We're, yeah, we're still <laughs> in the negative space. And this one is just kind of like a uh, uh, honorable mention because the game itself isn't bad. It's the bugs that are bad. And that's Pokemon. Scarlet and I, Violet, the bugs are just so bad in that game. I was so disappointed because Pokemon team does not put out products like that. Yeah, it's it's a game that succeeds in spite of itself, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and it was fun. It was very yeah. fun. But the bugs were just like, what is going on? Yeah. No, I... When people are T-posing in the opening uh, cinematic, that was that was a bad sign. You yeah. know, like it's it's one of those like, oh, the cinematic has T-posing. Okay, <laughs> dude. There was a so because I I'm almost at the end of the game and I did the Elite Four today and when I went to do the interview thing before the Elite Four, there's that chair you have to sit in and I came in at this weird angle to the side <laughs> and my character I shit you not like scooted across the screen like whoo and then like sat down and I was like what the fuck is happening right now? That's amazing. That's hilarious. amazing. My favorite is when you'll get, you know, just spit roasted by Pokemon that second you're done battling. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it. Well, yeah, I posted the picture in the Discord where I like did battled the snake thing and I'm like, where the fuck is it? Like, it, it just yeah. was not on the screen. The health bar was there, but the actual like object yeah. for the Pokemon was MIA. Uh, good times. Good times. Okay. <sighs> we are out of the negative space. We've cleared it. We're, we're free. Only positivity from here on out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, let's get we'll, into... We'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Let's get into our favorite game not from 2022. This could be something you came back to, something you discovered late, something you, uh, you know, the hype got to you a year after the fact, something like that. But Shannon, what, what did you play this year? What's what's on your game of the year list that shouldn't be there? Because it actually came out last year. Yeah, it's fitting that Shannon goes first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised my name isn't wasn't on this list. But uh, the, um, Shannon, the Shannon Moore Memorial. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, in the beginning, uh, I, w- I want to say maybe halfway through the year, they had a sale on the PlayStation, and mm-hmm. I picked up the Outriders World Enders Edition, mm-hmm. um, which did was the expansion pack that came out this year. Um, but I couldn't play it until I beat the actual game itself. I didn't know that. Um, but, I mean, the whole sale included the game and the expansion pass. So I would have to say Outriders, um, okay. just in general, because I played a mess of a lot of that game when I hurt my back. Um, and it was fun. It was a good Destiny uh, clone, I guess you could say. Uh, there's plenty of dress up and uh, the story was pretty good. Um, the gear was great. The guns felt cool. Um, you know, there's a lot of variety be, um, on how you were going to do each mission. Um, and, you know, I, I did try to give Outriders a try in 2022 when it came or in 2021 when it came out. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why I bounced off of it, but like, I think I just I didn't. I wasn't in the right mindset for it. When it initially dropped, because I, I remember that week when we're mm-hmm. all like, hey, let's all try Outriders. <laughs> um, and I think when it first came out, the onboarding was really rough. 
Mm -hmm. remember you had to go through like that whole opening, like against the computer thing mm -hmm. where you're picking your class and all that. And then it shifts into like an online thing. And it's like, no one could really understand what the hell was going on or like why I'm now in the future or any of that stuff. And so, yeah, I think it was just the onboarding process was really confusing at first, mm -hmm. but I've heard from a lot of people, like people still like that game a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting to me because it totally has fallen off my radar, but yeah. No, it was good. I see it every once in a while on my dock and I'm like, do I want to go back and play that? And there's like, you know, there's a little bit of a draw, which, mm -hmm. you know, tells me that it, it, you know, it's piqued my interest. It's a good game. So still, still talking to you. Yeah. So it's a good one. That's, that's the one on my list. All right, Justin, what do you got? So for mine, I had to pick a Mori. And it's because, you know, the, the soundtrack's a banger. Like, it's mm -hmm. dark. It's very, like, earthbound, kind of Undertale-ish. It just kind of check Like, I'm not a big kind of, like, JRPG kind of style person and stuff. But for, like, an RPG game, it, like, really drew me in and stuff. The boss fights are hilarious. Like, the writing's good. So it just kind of checked all those boxes for me. I don't. I don't think we spent a lot of time on that one during the year. Can you can you give us a refresher of what that game is? Yeah. So for Amori, you wake up, you play as Amori, who's this little boy, and you're like in this what's called like the white room or whatever. Mm -hmm. and it's like this like black and white room. And in it's how you start the game. And in order to get out, you have to pull a knife out and you stab yourself in the stomach and kill yourself and then you wake up in like a colorful world with your friends and it's kind of about you almost like working through your trauma like your your sister i guess died years ago and it's about like you're you and your mom are getting ready to like move out of the town like in the house that you grew up in and whatever in like five days and so the days are kind of counting down until the move and it's kind of like you working like through your past memories and you kind of jump between the past and then the present. And like those people are trying to like reconnect with you. But ever since then, you've kind of become like a hermit person and you just kind of stay in your room. And because you don't really eat and stuff, you hallucinate and there's like stare demon monsters and like shadow creature things and stuff that you have to fight. So... It, it goes some places. I can't recommend it enough. And the soundtrack, right. I listen to the soundtrack a lot, like when I'm like programming or like working and stuff. It's like some nice chip tune, good upbeat music. So, chip, chip tune, corpse husband music. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, cool stuff. Um, so for for me, the game from that I was playing that's not from 2022, even though it got an official release in 2022 is grounded. Grounded is fantastic. You guys like they, they have made so many good improvements to that game. And I I'm someone that really enjoys the survival like genre. Um, and they, they have perfected that loop we were talking about before where it's like, Oh, you just need to get this better weapon to do this mission. Well, to get that better weapon, you got to go kill these ants. Well, to get to those ants, you really got to go, you know, and, it, and, and it's, and the next thing you know, it's been six hours and you've made a club. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those type of games, but like the whole time it's fun. 
Like you come around the corner and see a mosquito and it scares the hell out of you because like those things will mess up your whole day. And, and they do a great job of playing with scope and size and, and pretty fun story that's running through the whole thing. And, and unlocking upgrades is always good time. Uh, it's, it's a game I would love to play with you guys because it's really, it, it can be played single player and that's how I've been playing it, but it's, you can tell it's a lot better if like a team of people are working together. Um, good base building, like gra- Grounded's fantastic. Like I can't recommend it enough. It's really good. Yeah. And I'm really glad that it actually, I guess, stuck the landing when it did the mm-hmm. 1.0 release because there's so many early access games. Like, I know when you played it when it was in early access, you were like, yeah, you know, it's all right. Like, it has some promise. But yeah. then there's times where it's like, oh, when it finally hits 1.0, like, it, it's still a buggy piece of shit. Or it's like, yeah. oh, this is exactly how it was in early access. Or everyone just completely forgot about it. And they're like, oh, what? This, 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 I thought this came out years ago. Like, right. So that's cool. That it's and I mean, it's been, so it was an early access for about two years and about a year ago is when I stopped playing it. I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to wait. Like I can see they're building stuff. They're not just releasing the same version over and over, but it's, it was buggy. It was messy. There was a lot of systems that didn't make sense. And so I, I jumped in when they released 1.0 and it's like, oh, they, they did work like this is this thing is clean it runs smooth like none of nothing's contradicting itself anymore like it it was it was really solid highly recommend it um jordan what was your game from uh before 2022 um i'm gonna have to go this is another one where it was it, the top three were very very close but i'm Gonna have to go with Subnautica. Mm. I revisited Subnautica again this year. Um, that game, guys, it it's just so good. It, it's fantastic. The music is great. The uh, the Reapers are terrifying. The story is a is a story, I guess. <laughs> but the the exploration, the survival, it it's mm-hmm. just for someone who has fear of deep water, that game is terrifying in all the best ways. Well, and they do such a good job of like kind of you, you hit a plateau of what you're capable of doing and you'll just happen to stumble across that one, like mining area. Oh, look, and now I can build the suit that lets me go deeper. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, and now I've done that. And I've spent a couple hours with this suit oh, I've got the pieces to make the Cyclops sub and now I can go even deeper. They do a great job of just like stringing you along in that, in that way, but it never feels rote. Like it never feels like pointless. Right. Yeah. And and they, Ooh. And at the, at the end of the game, when you, uh, spoilers, I guess when, uh, (laughs) spoilers for a 2019 (laughs) game. Yes. When you come face to face with that, that big Leviathan, Mm -hmm. that, Yeah. is still terrifying <laughs> totally even though it's nice it's still terrifying or or again spoilers but when uh you find the one like alien base that's above water and then you're like oh sweet i can finally get out of here and you realize all you did was turn on a giant laser that's gonna shoot down anything that tries to rescue <laughs> you, know? you and you're like oh shit <laughs> yep. 
You're like, oh, yeah. I screwed the pooch on that one, didn't I? Yep. You're like, man, damn. Oh, oh yes. So good. Or the first 15 minutes when you go through a few days and your PDA starts counting down randomly and you're like, what is it counting down to? Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden the front of the ship just explodes. <laughs> you're like, oh, I guess I better, guess I better find some uh, way to neutralize all this radiation. <laughs> um, Such a great yes. game. Uh, I, I loved Sub-Zero as well, or uh, Subnautica Below Zero as well. Yeah, Below Zero was great as well. Uh, and it has a way better story, but it doesn't quite have that like awe-inspiring sense of exploration that the first one did. Right. But I hear they're uh, working on Subnautica 3 right now. I hope so. And then those, those guys got... When I talk about survival games, those guys got it down. Like, yeah, that's, that's a sure. fantastic one. Um, Hey, Justin... Justin, I think I think we're in your your world now. It is <laughs> Justin's sixteen bit bullshit game of the year. Ooh. Jamaican air horns. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like you should take the lead on this one, Justin. So, for my sixteen bit bullshit game of the year, I know Jordan <laughs> on the Discord. He was saying, you know, it was going to be vampire survivors across the board. I'm going to tell you right now, mine's Patrick's Paradox. Parabolics, like that game is some like Baba is you esque yep. level puzzle solving, and it's equally frustrating at times as it is rewarding when you figure it out. You're like, God, I'm so fucking stupid, and like some of the like <laughs> infinite loops you can do in it are just insane. And just I'm a sucker for good level design, and that game is just nothing but good level design. I'm, I'm really excited that that was your pick. Cause I knew that was going to be your pick. And like, I remember when you first started playing that game and it was like, uh, the first week was like, yeah, so I download this game, Patrick's Spare box. It's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. And then the next week was like, and then you solve these puzzles and Holy shit. <laughs> and then and it was like, like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Justin get that like ramped up for a game he just randomly stumbled across in a long time, and it was it was fun to watch. Yeah. It's because that first week was like, oh, the first two worlds, and then that second week was like, dude, I'm on world eight right now. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore <laughs> in this game. <laughs> trying to do some of these puzzles. Good stuff. Um, Shannon, do you have a 16-bit bullshit game of the year? I do, um, oh. and uh, I would say it is uh, a game called Proteus. Oh. Um, so it's kind of a uh, it's a first person shooter that goes back to the uh, the early days of Doom. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's got similar graphics, but with the modern, uh, I guess, skeleton of like these the newer games. So you know, a lot of the mechanics and gameplay feels a lot smoother and faster. Uh, there's no aiming. It's just run and gun. Um, so it's got that kind of fast pace, jump around and, you know, fuck around and find out kind of experience. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. And it was on uh, Game Pass. So like nobody had to pay for it. You just had to download it. It's great as long as you're playing on a PC or you're playing it on Xbox or uh, or PlayStation 5. You play it on the Switch. You are asking to just get punched in the private parts. It is <laughs> miserable to play it on the switch. So I will tell you, um, it's a great game. Play it on a modern console. Dude, 
I just want to say uh, I did have Proteus. It didn't make it as my number one, but it was my number two under surprise hit mm. because I knew nothing about it. And then when it came out, I was like, oh, dude, this looks fun. And then, yeah, I, me and Shannon were playing it, and I like it didn't overstay its welcome. I played all the way through. It was a mm-hmm. good time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like most of most of the levels take maybe like five minutes, like in unless you really want to look for all of the tchotchkes that are hidden in the level. It might take a little bit longer, but like for the most part, like I was in and out of a level in about seven minutes. Now, I kind of took uh, Jordan's little little. It's obviously going to be Vampire Survivors as a slight, because <laughs> I mean. Okay, so so part of that yes was was a dig, but part of it was also after our uh, um game show episode, I mm-hmm. finally broke down and got the PC version of it because I had only played the um mobile, mobile. version of it. Yeah, and uh, here is my public apology, Zach. Um, Vampire Survivors <laughs> kind of fucking rules. Yeah, it kind of fucking does. Yeah, it <laughs> <Yeah>. does. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like once you once you free yourself from the shackles of the phone, like that game, that game hits on a whole different level. Dude, what? I, you know, I, I understand that it's a uh, it might be a better game on the uh, like PC and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, man, like tell me you didn't get a good run without telling me you didn't get a good run. <laughs> 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 That's Shannon right now. T- Tell me you'd rather pay 70 bucks for Saints Row than five bucks for Vampire Survivors. That's, tell me that. Not, not only that, when I picked it up last week, it was on sale. So I got uh, it with the DLC for like 420 Man. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Legalize it. Um, but yes. Uh, I, I So because of that, I chose not to use Vampire Survivors here. What? Because it was the obvious winner. Here pressure, winner. Here pressure the, no, beat no. up Zach. It's, okay. it's it's because it was the obvious winner, and I feel like it would be boring. Um, and gentlemen, we've talked a lot about vampire survivors of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game I would pick that we haven't I don't feel like we really did talk all that much about TMNT Shredder's Revenge. That game retro styling and was badass. Like mm-hmm. I played the hell out of that game solo with my kids, like a whole family type event. That game rules, guys. It's just super fun and it's a great pick up and play. Anyone can play it. It's what you remember those arcade games looking like even though they didn't. Like it totally <laughs> it, like those games were ugly as hell, but in my mind, they look like Shredder's Revenge, you know? <laughs> and so it, 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 it was a great, it was a great return to that, the, the beat up genre, but with enough modern conveniences and, and stylings that made it like fun for my kids to play and not just me living in nostalgia, you know what I mean? And so I I think that one leads it for me. I would I would give it the nod to uh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, that was a great game. Even though you slided the best character in the game, uh, and this is a hill mm-hmm. I will die on. Michelangelo, goat of uh, TMNT. I'm I'm sure one of my children would agree with you, but I don't necessarily <laughs> know if I would. See, Justin. 
Justin, you, you, Justin gets it. Justin gets yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know what the hell Shannon's talking about. All right, guys. Well, it's been a good game of the year episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, uh, Jordan, what, what do you got? Um, I went literal with it and actually chose a 16 bit game. Um, mm. oh, you look Sonic. how, look how interested, look how interested Justin is. He's just leaning in. He's like, Oh, Oh, oh. Don't, don't get too excited. Justin, <laughs> uh, Sonic origins came out this year, which is a pack that has, <laughs> see, I told you, I told you. <laughs> Uh, it's got the Genesis games one, two, three, and Sonic CD with all the Knuckles expansion and everything. And mm-hmm. it, the Genesis games were just gold, and they play really well on modern console. Surprisingly enough, you know, no Zach's making the face. You just, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I I can't say anything because like I wasn't like you know. Deep in the console wars back then, like you know, you were Nintendo or Sega, right? Like so, mm-hmm. like I can't really say anything about those games because I was a Nintendo guy. So, and, and I grew um, up with Sega. Like that's yeah. just when my when my mom married my stepdad. That's what he had. So that's what I played. And I grew up with a Genesis as well. I, I also was a Sonic One, Two, Three, and Knuckles type of guy. Um, the thing I would posit to you is removing nostalgia, which is hard, which is very difficult. I'm not saying that. Are any of the Sonic games good? I will say two and three are. Sonic one was okay. Mm -hmm. Sonic CD can go fucking pound sand. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, I I have these memories of Sonic 2 and 3 being like some of my favorite games. Of, of mm. my childhood, you know, and going through them again with my kids and seeing their reactions to them. And also me going like, why am I trying to convince these children that this is actually fun when they're not having fun? <laughs> made me go like, Oh, maybe these, mm, maybe these aren't good. Maybe these are bad games. And it's just all I had. So I don't know. I was gonna I don't say, know. Or- or maybe it's the fact that they have nice, pretty games now, and they're going back to this, going, "What is this bullshit?" No, 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 no. Hold on, they're playing Roblox. They're not doing yeah. anything. Oh yeah, I like guess that's fair. <laughs> you know, what yeah, I mean? they're playing Sonic Two recreated in Roblox. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I will say, my son really enjoyed Sonic Mania when that came out. That was which fantastic. was kind of like the the throwback new game that they made, and. It was just, it was interesting. It was interesting to watch like, cause he was, he's the age I was when I was playing that game when it was new and mm-hmm. to see him in it, interact with it now. And, and to your point coming off of, you know, modern games, you know, like modern Mario Karts and modern, you know, uh, th- 2d Mario games and all this stuff. And, and to see him be like, ah, I don't, mm, what is this? Why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> Okay, I guess, you know, and, and just, yeah, it was, it was very interesting to watch, but yeah. Okay. I mean, you, you like Sonic way more than me, Justin. Yeah, I, so I fucking love Sonic. The blue blur. I mean, isn't, aren't those first three games basically just a bunch of quick time events that you're just hitting the buttons to make sure you get through the level fast enough, like just jump at the right times. No, not necessarily. No, I mean, I know what you're saying, like, cause you like rev up and then like shoot through a bunch of different parts of the level, but mm-hmm. then there's like timing platform stuff 
and then like the horrible underwater levels. You know? <laughs> Every um, game in the eighties had horrible underwater. Oh, levels. oh, but they didn't have the sonic music that went to your. <laughs> I was going to say at least Mario could fucking for whatever reason breathe underwater. You didn't get that dun 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 dun. As it Which, like builds and builds and builds, that haunts can, my dreams to this day. Can I just say how disappointed I was when uh, the Sonic Two movie came out and he was drowning? That they didn't somehow incorporate that, right? Right, it was right there for him. Come yeah. on, man, you could have traumatized a whole new generation. Yep, that was the lowest of hanging fruits, and they're just like, nah, fam, I'm good. I will say that movie was way better than it had any right to be, though. Oh, yeah. Was, Both of those was... movies, like, I mean, they're awesome. They're great. Yeah. Be way better than they should have. And, you know, it's the one time the internet hatred did something good. I don't know. I still want to see the uh, human teeth cut. <laughs> the human teeth cut. The ugly Sonic version. Yeah. You want to watch, human, you wanna watch the human or the, the ugly Sonic cut. You watch the Chippendales movie that came out this year. That's your that's your ugly Sonic movie right there. Oh, my I, God. Another. Was Chippendales only this year? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was it was. 2022 was so fucking long. <laughs> Welcome. I mean, to be fair, 2020 through 2022 seems like just one year. So, yeah, yeah you know, it does. <laughs> somehow we've worked three in there, but hey, here we are. Um, all right, all right. So that's our 16-bit bullshit game of the year contenders. Um, why don't we go to Shannon's category now, which wasn't uh, <laughs> games for, not from 2022. We're doing the... <laughs> Shannon FOMO list, which is games. Man, you heard everyone talking about them. People are super excited about them. You may be excited about them. And for some reason, you just never played the damn thing. But you really, really want to. It's on your list. You're, you'll get to it. You totally will get to it. But maybe you won't. Shannon, what, what, what <laughs> game is on that list for you? Dude, so I have two, and I'm, uh, I figure I could probably say both of them because I don't think any of the other you guys are going to say the ones that I have. But um, the first one was Wreckfest. Um, I'd seen a lot of people playing it, and I'd heard some regular, you know, there was a there was a fair amount of buzz when the game first came out. Um, but basically, it was just a, a racer that, you know, was kind of had some destruction derby elements mm-hmm. to it. But uh, it seemed fun. It seemed vibrant. It seemed colorful. Seemed uh, entertaining. Basically, everything a Need for Speed game isn't. Um, so, you know, I wanted to give it a try. Um, the, there were a couple sales, and uh, you know, financially, I just wasn't able to pull the trigger um, when some of those games or when the when some of the sales happened. So, you know, maybe it'll happen later. Who knows? But I mean, the other one that's the big one for me um, was Crisis Core, and it just came out at the wrong time. Mm. And uh, I see a lot of my friends enjoying that game. I see a lot of Twitter buzz about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> once I figure out how to get more storage in my PlayStation 5, <laughs> uh, I will be probably downloading that game. It's so good. <laughs> no, man. Like, I don't, don't want to hear that because, like, I have God of War I have to get through. I still got Pokemon I got to beat. Mm-hmm. I still got, uh, uh, was it, um, Dragon Quest Dungeons I'm playing now. I got, like, the new Fire Emblem comes out in two weeks. Oh, God, no. <laughs> well, see, no. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of in a similar spot to Shannon because I really want to play Midnight Suns. 
Like, I really want to play that game real bad. Like, it speaks to me on a whole bunch of levels. Like, I love card battlers. I love the, the, you know, the XCOM games. I like Marvel properties. Like, I'm all in on all three of those things. It's on sale right now for like 30 bucks off. And I I just can't buy it because I have so much things I need Mm. to actually play and beat. And I've already paid for that I can't just throw more shit on my backlog and it's killing me. That's my game is Midnight Suns. I want to play that game real bad. So. What? We have a new challenger appearing to these proceedings. Mr. Robert Seltonville, how are you doing, sir? I am great now. <laughs> I, w- I, I am great now. I was not a couple hours ago, but mm-hmm. I am now. <laughs> All right. I'm doing great now. Well, we I are ha- am, uh, go ahead. I said we are happy to have you join these proceedings per our usual annual tradition here. And uh, we we got through our first couple categories without you, and I'm sorry. Uh, but, okay. but, you know, time and tide and whatnot. I do want to circle back to something. Okay. Now, now we started in the negative space, but I, I and to leave it behind. But I feel, I feel like we kind of got to take this little side road and circle back to the negative space a little bit because I, I really got to get your thoughts on Mario Strikers because you were so excited for that game, so excited. I hate Nintendo. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me let me just ask this before I before I go here. Did anyone else have that game on their list? No, no, because okay, uh, okay. we all listened to you and didn't buy it. So. <laughs> Praise God. I'm, I'm so glad you could learn from me. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Yes, I put I probably I put Gotham Knights on there on that too, but we don't have to talk about that. That's just a – I shouldn't have thought that was going to be good when they started – like you, you pointed out like a week or two before it came out. Like, yeah. hey, they stopped talking about this game. It probably sucks. Um, it did. Um, <laughs> Mario, however, but there's just so many issues with it, like, like in the build of it, the problem with Mario strikers has nothing to do with the build of the game. Everything has, everything wrong with this game has to do with Nintendo's constant desire to screw over the gamer who will spend money, $60 on their two hour long campaigns of a sport sporting event and then realize after you've played it and then you play three matches of their online play that you realize oh man they don't really care about me playing online they just want me to buy their game and Mm -hmm. that is all that nintendo cares about when it comes to their games and yes i understand that developers are supposed to have people buy their games it's the whole point it's 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 a it's a market like you're supposed to have people buy your crap. But guess what? When I pay $60 for your game that does look good, that does play super good, I would prefer to play in a game that has more than 45 minutes of total single-player content. 45 minutes. I played every cup, which, by the way, every cup only has three games. You only play uh-huh. three games in each cup, and there's only four cups. And then there's a special cup at the end, so five cups, only three games. And then also at the end of every cup, you get to open up like you get to open up these different this different gear and stuff for these for your characters. And would you want and because they all promoted this like build the perfect team that you want in your play style. Yeah, that would be great if Luigi didn't only have four freaking sets and they all do the same freaking thing. And there's only four of them. And then if you beat the whole thing, you only get four of them. And then they're like, oh, hey, guess what, guys? We're going to add more characters. I don't care about the freaking new characters. I care about the freaking armor that you made such a big deal for this game. And then when you get to online, guys, the online. Okay. You... <laughs> 
Can I just say this is my favorite day of the year? I love Robbie Rant so much. <laughs> you cannot, you cannot tell me that you get, that they that they sat in a room and said, you know what, guys, we're 2022. We want to create an awesome online experience, and here's what we're going to do: we're going to give the player this, this this event where you can't really play in a league and, and when you play online you can't play a full game they're they're cut they're cut in parts of a game they did the exact same thing they did with Mario Golf they cut they cut the course down they cut your holes down to where you can't play a, a whole lot and then whenever you play in a cup or you try to play one of their fake pseudo garbage leagues FIFA has been around for freaking 20 years how did you not learn anything from the success that FIFA has I do not care if you did some like ultimate team kind of thing with, with this that would have been much better than this garbage that we got that I can't even play with my friends because guess what none of my friends bought it because your game sucks and there's nothing to play online with because you didn't create a community you didn't create a reason to create a there's no leagues there's no seasons to have online with people and then and then you have to go through all these like arbitrary red tapes just to be able to play one freaking match with a friend i am done with sports games on nintendo i am done i i have i have bought tennis i bought golf i bought soccer you went oh for three i'm done i'm done <laughs> that was fantastic i am so happy we did that oh my god yes yes and I, this is just, where this is where Justin will tell you that Mario Golf is a good game, but um, <laughs> it, but, but Zach, I, I will say like it plays incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Like the game, the game does play incredibly well. The animations are really cool. The special attacks by each player are really cool. I'm not even talking about the the two minute of game, the two minute two timed minutes of gameplay. Yeah. I'm talking about everything around it that makes me want to keep playing. I should not beat your single-player campaign in 45 minutes on a $60 game when you did not invest online play that quantifies $60. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, okay. it's my – you know what? It's my most disappointing game. It's it's number one. There's no even conversation about it. I, I am upset about Gotham Knights. I am furious at Mario Strikers. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. It was – uh, yeah. <laughs> It's your fault. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> we could have just had a nice podcast. I could have just talked about the games I loved this year. Nope. Got to talk about the games I, I hated. I am having a great podcast, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It, Dude, I was going to say it was so calm. We were making our way through the list. <laughs> Everything was cool. There was no strife. It. You know, Shannon was so excited when you were talking about Mario Strikers. He's redeeming his Amazon card right now to go buy it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Saw that. Did, uh, so wait, y'all made it all the way to? Did y'all get through the sixteen bit? Yes, yes. What was your sixteen bit? Justin's sixteen uh, bit bullshit game of the year. Um, it, it was twofold. It, um, I mean, y'all already talked about Vampire mm-hmm. Survivor, which is great. Um, live a live. Is, oh, yeah. It's like I, I cannot stress enough how how great that game is. It's it it's in my top five for the year. Um, and, and I I didn't know if it was cheating because I, I I couldn't I couldn't find a. I thought it's not 16 bit, but it felt like 16 bit. Yeah, yeah. That, that was really more than anything. Is it's it's the vibe. Like my, I, I, I did uh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, you no, know, no, like, no. That was that was uh, me. Yeah. I, but mine specifically was uh, Turtles in Time mm. uh, on on the Calabunga collection because my son and I are playing it. Mm. And let me tell you, a four year old 
does not fully grasp the difficulty of Turtles in Time, <laughs> but he is he's having a blast with it. Um, and uh, but, wait, wait, wait! I gotta ask, what turtle yeah. does he pick? Well, <laughs> disappointment. He, All right, okay. So it's not Michelangelo. Well, mine's Donatello. Like that's my favorite turtle. Um, but he has been rotating between Leo and Michelangelo every time. He he does not Hell play yeah. the graph at all. So he um, uses the Cyclops of turtles. Come yeah, on, man. man. I, <laughs> look, it's okay. I'm like if there were scores at the end of every like in, in every section, I'm mm-hmm. getting like ninety eight percent kills. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> so, and I'm having to say, Elijah, quit falling into the quit falling the hole. Quit falling the hole. Quit falling in the hole. Because you know how that you would fall in the tunnels and they mm-hmm. go, oh, oh, god, this is so dark, you know, like whatever. Um, but it, it's been a lot of fun playing those games. But I, I cannot stress enough, and I guess I'll, I can talk more about it here in a minute. But Live a Live is so freaking good. All right, very mm-hmm. good. Um, so we are in the FOMO section, Shannon's FOMO game of the year, and uh, Wreckfest was Shannon's, Midnight Suns was mine, Justin. What do you got? So one that I didn't get to play that I still really do want to play is Pokemon Legends Arceus. I can't believe like, you haven't played that. I know. I, know. I can't believe it either. Like, you went through you know, the whole year saying you were going to get it, that you're going to play it for this, for this thing. You just never I know. did. I, uh, I, you know, I talked a big game. And... That shit came out in January. <laughs> yeah, and you had the whole year. Elder Ring came out in February. Fair, <laughs> that's fair, what happened. fair. Um, but, you know, I do still want, like, I still see it on Twitter and stuff, you know. I, people still love it, and, you know, after playing, you know, Scarlet and Violet, like, I still feel like it's going to provide an experience that that game doesn't. So, Which is true. It's true. That does. Yeah. So I do uh, still really want to play it and stuff, and it still seems really cool. I I'm going to get it and I'm going to play it. Like I'm, I'm in the middle of beating Scarlet and Violet now. And I'm sure once that's done and then fire emblem comes out and then once that's done, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> pick it up. Yeah. When the, when the, when the doldrums of the uh, summer, summertime come, that'll be a good time for you to get into Arceus. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know it's not necessarily my turn, but I, Plague's Tale Requiem. Yeah. That was on my, that was on my list too. I, I really wanted to play that, but Cult of the Lamb is is the game that I really want to try. Why? What's wrong? Is that you made? So that, that was that was my most disappointing game. Um, really? Okay, please tell yeah. me why not to play it. So, so just to recap, the first the first I would say seventy percent of that game are fantastic. It was like I was talking. It was like my game of the year. You know, like it was it was or it was going to be on my list. It, I, I loved it. And then they do a thing where they basically take the town part out of it. Like they, you, you can tech tree your way out of the town part and they let you do that way too early. And then it just becomes like the death store dungeon stuff, which isn't that interesting. It's no. just not, you know, and, and it totally falls on its face at the end. Like it, it really does. And there was not enough of a carrot to pull me through that part. And it just, it was a bummer. But no, I, I I appreciate you saving me. Like, it, would you say it's like one of those games that might be on sale to pick up? Like, yeah, like, yeah, I would. If if you get it like you know half price or something, totally, it's mm-hmm. worth checking out because they do a ton of cool stuff in it. It was just the way that game wrapped up left me so cold. Like yeah. that's that's really all it is. Um, 
probably just Plague's Tale. Like I, I started playing the first one because you know Zach. I, mm-hmm. I think I called you and I was like, "Hey man, I'm thinking about playing this," and he's like, "Oh, Robbie, yes, yeah, like yeah. Pl- pl- and that that is a Robbie game through and through. That first one for sure. It very mel- much sure as hell is. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I really did love what I played of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I rolled credits on it, but I, I still really enjoyed it. And I was gonna um. I think watch it recap or end yeah. of the game to, to jump into Requiem. And I just haven't had a chance. And that's we'll, me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we'll, we'll talk about, I think we'll, we'll talk about surprise, mm-hmm. you know, surprise games. I mean, the, yeah, the, the surprise games took way more of my gaming time this year mm-hmm. than I expected. So, all right, that's, all, that's all I got. All right, Jordan, what you got? I've got a game. I think probably none of you have ever even heard of. Okay. And my my big FOMO game, and the reason it's a FOMO game is because I know my computer can't handle it, and it's only mm. out on PC, is called Choo Choo Charles. Oh, I no. I saw that I game, that game <laughs> and I'm terrified of that game, and I will never play that game. I, I have a nine-year-old son, sir. I know this game. Trust me. Yes. <laughs> I want to play that game so bad, and I just yeah. my computer just will not be able to handle it. And I just don't have the finances right now to, at, at this point, from the ground up, rebuild it. So I'm There's stuck a, to just watching YouTubers play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Choo Choo Charles, for people that don't know, is a game where you using train tracks to move around an island and you are trying to take down a essentially demonic Thomas the Train that is like a Thomas the Train mixed with a spider that's trying to uh, kill you. And you have that does not have to follow the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does not have to follow the tracks, but it you is, do. Yeah, it is so. like a Thomas the Tank Engine from Tim Burton's like nightmares. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Like if the if the other mother from Coraline made a train, like that would be <laughs> that would be tough. The, the fact that Charles. I get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the way it sounds, it sounds like whenever they put Thomas the Train Engine like into like Skyrim. Or into yeah. like, and it just looks so frightening. Yeah, like oh yeah, woo woo, it comes crashing down. I, I'm so glad <laughs> Elijah has not ever fallen in love with Thomas Train Engine because those yeah. tr- their faces scare the crap out of me. On that <laughs> oh, you really wouldn't like Choo Choo Charles then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I saw like a couple videos on it. I was like, no, I'm good. It's got yeah. like the big clown face with the sharp yeah. teeth and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, all the spider legs yeah. and. Yeah, I'm good. Spiders they're... and clowns, not a big favorite thing of mine. So we're good. It's like Lego Batman yeah. with the clown snakes. You know, it's oh, oh man, love that movie. <laughs> Best Batman movie of the last twenty years. Um, and look at you, you're sitting there going, yeah, "Might be right, might be right." Yeah, I mean, I love, I love the Batman, but I mean, you're, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's go to the next category, which is Surprise Hit, which is the game that was not on your radar at all. And then you played it and was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Um, for me, this uh, this is another game Vampire Survivors could take, or another category Vampire Survivors could take, because I had not even heard of that game until I tried it, because so many people were talking about it and lost months of my life to it. Uh, but that is not the game I'm going to go with what I'm going to go with is one that even took me more by surprise because I hadn't even heard of the game until I downloaded it from game pass. And that game is Tinykin, mm, and Tinykin yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is essentially the Pikmin game you've always wanted. 
and didn't know you always wanted. It has a great 3D slash 2D art style. Um, the the sense of scale and of the world when you're like messing around with these insects and trying to do a bunch of stuff. Uh, it it's always fun. Like that's the thing with Tinykin more than a lot of games I've played this year. There was never anything in it where I wasn't having fun. Like you're rail sliding on spider webs. You're collecting more Tinykin to do your bidding. You're figuring out how to open a refrigerator because you're tiny and you can't figure out how to do it. And it's like all this stuff comes into play and it's fantastic. Like my children love the game. My, my son enjoyed playing through it, like getting all the collectibles. It was one of those things he never got tired of it. And neither did I, I, I a hundred percent of that game and you can finish that game without hundred percenting it real easy. So it, it was, it was just a joy to play. I played it until there was nothing left to play in the game like that. And I really can't say that for many other games in years. So I like, I like the art style on it. Yeah, it has that kind of like Paper Mario meets a yeah. real world aesthetic, and it's just really cool. It's if you haven't, uh, you you should try it with your with your kid, Robbie. It, it's it's one of those games where you're gonna have to tell him what the characters are saying because it's all speech bubbles, mm-hmm. but uh, it's fantastic. It's really good. Yeah the uh, the fun the what I like about that game over like a Pikmin game is like there's no enemies, right? There's nothing that's yeah. trying to kill you. It's basically just. There's a, a, a different type of bug in each room in this house that you go to, and it's basically collect all the tchotchkes and do what the people want you to do in that room. And then it's, once you've completed that, you can leave and go to the next room. So it's forgiving. Yeah. Um, there's only maybe like the only thing that really can can kill you is water like uh Mm -hmm. or make you restart is water so like everything else like there's really no hazard to falling there's really no hazard to um you know any type of exploration in that place so you know it's 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 a chill experience and and i would i would say that like to to go with that it uh it's yeah like like she would say it's incredibly accessible you know like there is there's no punishment to exploring and, and they make the world that you want to explore in. You know, it's, it's, you're never, it, it doesn't, it's like the anti forbidden West where you feel punished by exploring and going off the main path. You know, like, Oh God, I just spent three hours doing this for no reason. Um, no, every time you go and take a hard left somewhere because you see something in a corner, it's worth it. You get an upgrade that's worth it. Or you get, you get a story beat that's worth it. Like there's a, it does the thing like valve games used to do where there's a lot of story just like laying around that you can find. And it all adds context. It all adds stuff to what's actually going on. And it's, it's a, the game is just really smart. Like that's the thing with it. It's just a really smart way to do the game. So I, the, like the way you, the way it looks and the way you are talking about it, it sounds like a hybrid between like, Paper Mario, um, uh, Pigmen, and Lemmings, mm-hmm. like, a little bit, yeah. But it, but it doesn't sound like as difficult and like, you know, makes you want to scratch your brain with a nail gun of um, <laughs> of Lemmings. Because y'all remember yeah. that old school Lemmings game? Oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and and it doesn't have the uh, the clock that that oh, Pikmin yeah. does either. So you're never well, like up against a timer. You know, there's a few like timing based puzzle type stuff, but it's it's not punishing. 
when you're figuring it out. You know, it's not like, oh, I spent 15 minutes putting this together and then I screwed up at the last second. Now I got to go do 15 minutes worth of crap again. You know, it doesn't have any of those type things. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That would be mine. Uh, Shannon, what you got? Well, I mean, when I when I heard surprise hit, like I thought of it more as like something to me that was a surprise, like something mm-hmm. I really enjoyed, um, you know, and I would probably say the biggest surprise and thank God it was a surprise was tiny Tina's wonderland. Um, oh, really? like, cause okay. I was really worried that borderlands was going to just fall off the radar as a game that I like to play. And after borderlands three, like, you know, that was a real legitimate concern for me. Um, so to see uh, tiny Tina's wonderland come back and be more of like a return to form to borderlands Two, um, you know, have a really good open, overworld i guess you could say to you know kind of navigate and go around as far and a good story it was a fun story it wasn't you know tiny tina can be a very uh annoying character for a lot of people to have to listen to you know for the the short time she was in the other games like this is a full game with her as the main character um you know doing all of the voice you know the storytelling um and they did a very good job of balancing that out and making it uh, palatable for people to to want to play and Wanda Sykes and um, what's the other gentleman's name from um, Brooklyn Nine Nine? Um, uh, Andy, Andy Samberg. Samberg. Yeah, Andy Samberg. Like, I mean, they all did great voice work in the game. Um, so I would recommend you know somebody who liked Borderlands Two to go out and play this game. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's all, all I right. got. All right, uh, Jordan, what you got? So I got to agree with Shannon just real quick before I hop into mine that Wonderlands is a fantastic game, Um, especially if you're into uh, tabletop RPGs like uh, D&D and that it really scratches that itch in a video game. So I agree that that game is awesome. But my surprise hit is a little game called Nobody Saves the World. Oh, I'm so happy someone played that. I've been really looking at this gun. It is simple. It's a very simple game, but it's also very complex at the same time. Um, So to give you a really brief rundown here, you play as this character whose name is Nobody, and you are just a very simple person. And, and your attack, like when you do an attack, he's like kind of kind of like does this little shove thing like he's just this weak dude. And your whole story is the uh, the village sorcerer has disappeared and you got to go find him. You got to go save him. But you're just this random dude. And throughout the game, you get these different upgrades that are almost like uh, personas, like the first upgrade that you get, you turn into a rat. So you're able to fit into small places, you attack with your teeth, like, and it ranges from you do, you could be like a rat, you could be like a bodybuilder, you could be a magician, you could be an archer, like, you get all these different personas that have all these different abilities that help you solve these puzzles, that help you take down these enemies, and you reveal more of the map as you go, you do these dungeons, it's just... It came out of nowhere for me, and a buddy of mine told me, hey, this is on Game Pass, check it out. And I was like, well, 
I don't really have my Xbox anymore, so I'm going to have to wait for it to come to PlayStation, which I did, and I picked it up, and it's fantastic. But as last I heard, it's still a Game Pass. And this so is like a, uh, and this is like it's like a Diablo style combat, right? Or is that not correct? Because that was kind of my understanding of it. Kinda. Okay. Kind of like a Diablo light, I would say. Okay. Okay. Because you only have three attacks, four attacks. You get all four face buttons, but you only start with two per persona. And then as mm-hmm. you level up that persona, like you have certain things you have to do. So like uh, one of them is a horse that you can do. And the horse, the way it attacks is it turns around and it kicks. And one of the things you have to do to level up the horse is you have to uh, kick so many enemies into a wall and make them take damage from hitting the environment so many times to get experience points for that persona to level up. Then you go all the way from D to an S rank. All right. So it's, it, 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 like I said, it's kind of like a Diablo light in combat, but it's very in-depth once you get into it, because once you level up a persona so far, you can take moves from different ones and put them onto other personas and kind of like build your own. So like, I like the physical attributes of this one, but I want the moves from this one and kind of play, you kind of can kind of cater the game to how you want to play it. Okay. Well, that sounds very interesting. That's definitely on my radar. And I, I was not aware that, that I wasn't aware that that was Game Pass, so I probably will check that one out. 100%. Um, Justin, have we uh, heard yours yet? No. And uh, what's funny is, so my surprise hit is a game that me, you, and mm-hmm. Shannon have all played, and we even played it together, and it's called Turbo Golf Racing. Oh, and, God, that was this year. That was this year. Was this oh, my awesome God. Game. Dude, there, that took over my life for probably a good three, maybe four weeks. Like, I was just constantly, like, 7 p.m., I was in the chair in the living room, <laughs> up, just playing and checking the shop, doing whatever. And I don't know why. It, it had the Rocket League effect for me, where yeah. like, when that came out, on PlayStation Plus, man, you know, that took over for, like, weeks and stuff. And, you know, I was like, oh, man, you know, Shannon, hop on, you know, let's play and stuff. And, you know, it's basically Rocket League for golf. But there was just something, like, so fun about it because it's, like, unlike Rocket, like, Rocket League takes a lot of skill to be really, where this is, like, a mix between, yeah, knowing the levels, but a lot of it, too, is just, like, luck. (laughs) Like... Like, mm-hmm. you can hit the ball in the left field and then just completely screw yourself over. Or you're like, oh, dude, I have that. There's so many times I was in first and then, like, missed the hole and overshot it and ended up getting fourth or something because I got sloppy. <laughs> but, but like, when you get first and you get it in, like, the first time and stuff, or you get, like, a rocket's coming and you got that shield up and you're like, ha, not today, and you just hit the button and it's so good. And it was a lot of fun to, you know, play with, friends and stuff which i really enjoyed and i you know if it wasn't for game pass i probably would have never played it or heard of it or even picked it up but being on game pass was probably one of the best things like the developer ever did like putting that on there for everybody man i had totally forgotten that that was uh that was this year because yeah that game that game did take over my entire life for like a couple weeks there yeah uh robbie what you got um oh i'm gonna talk about oh i'm trying to decide um 
Uh, I'll do Sifu. All right. All right. Um, I, I'm gonna there's I'm gonna change my game of the year rankings here in a second and put and make sure that Live A lives on there. Um, but Sifu, I, I had no idea what the crap that game was. Um, I. I don't know how I missed it, but I think I missed it whenever it was on E3 a couple years ago. Um, and the only reason why I saw it is because the game came out and then Shuhei Yoshida, like, he shared a video of him beating the game. Like, him, like, like beating the final boss of the game. And I was like, what is this martial arts John Wick film or video game that I'm, you know, that I'm watching? And um, for those that don't know, just a really quick breakdown. Okay, it is v- very short, easy premise. You, your dad is killed by five or six henchmen at the beginning of the game. And then the rest of the game, you are going and wiping each one of them out um, as you have gotten older. You're like 20 years old when the game reconvenes. And like it, it's a very – you have to be very patient. It is a very patient uh, like street brawl. I don't know what you would kind of call this action action street brawler. Um, it's third person or whatever. But you you have to be patient because the there is a learning curve to the combat, um, whether it be directional pads and pressing buttons together, or, or you know up down is you know up down and triangle will be like a a, a double fisted push away or, or something like that. Like it, it is complicated in that, but the mechanic is the mechanics that are so cool are, are not just in the combat. It's the fact of how death works in the game. It as you die you age a year and so every time you age you you start off at 20 if you die you become 21 years old if you want and you can and you jump back into the fight that you're playing and you try you, you just keep going through until you beat the guy um i'm at uh at one point like i made i was at okay i went to one boss and i, I beat the first boss by 25 years old but I didn't beat the second boss until I was 35 years old. Mm, um, but the cool thing is, is as you get older, once you hit that 30 mark, your strength goes up, but your speed goes down. <laughs> so like, so when you connect and whenever you start learning the mechanics, it's not about how fast you're pressing buttons. It's about can you parry and can you dodge these attacks so you can land harder blows and get them knocked out. Because there's like finishing blows for each person, for each, uh, for each villain that you face. Like you can, just like in God of War, like you can knock him down and then double tap square in, or a triangle and circle and then do a special move to end it. And then you get light, you know, you get health back. Um, and then they have this like focus mode where if you, if you build it up enough, you can hold down L2 and it'll say, hey, do you want to attack their eyes or do you want to attack their, you know, their waist? And it's like a, a move that kind of like takes away half health, depending on how well you you, you land it. Um, the art style is really cool. Um, it's very unique. It, um, I, I, did, I mean, I, I freaking love this game. I would have not have known that this game had come out unless, you know, I was following Shuei Yoshida <laughs> on Twitter. And uh, it really is just a martial arts movie that you get to play. All right. Sounds super interesting. It is. It's... It it can be frustrating. I mean, it, if you are at all in any way, shape, or form, and I, Justin, I know this is your jam. Um, that's why I'm using the language I'm gonna use. If you were a fan of Elder Scrolls, uh, or not Elder Scrolls, um, Elden Ring, or any of those mm-hmm. Dark Souls games, it is like that. As far as like 
learning learning the combat, learning how your opponent's going to attack you, and just having patience. And well, and so, yeah, Justin that, Justin is a fan of both Elder Scrolls yeah. and Elden Ring. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and you know yes. Robbie being a huge Soul fan himself, him name dropping Souls. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. But but that's the thing is it is it more like an Elden Ring or is it more like a Dark Souls? Oh, well, I I don't mean I, difficulty wise. I don't think either. I I don't th- I don't think the difficulty is what makes it like. It, it, I don't think the difficulty makes it off putting because you have like three or four different settings, like difficulty settings. <clears throat> you can set it on an easy mode where it's still like trying to teach you how to fight in the game. And you can turn off like there's also these like cheat mechanics in the game where your your enemies won't won't recover as quickly. They won't their their life is smaller. Like they the game tries to cheat for you for you to enjoy your experience. Hmm. I, I just I, I guess what I just meant, Shannon, is I think Elden Ring and Dark Souls, like one of the things that the game those games force you to do is be patient and learn learn the combat of who you're facing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's just what I meant by that. Just yeah, don't go I mean, rushing in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, just, oh I just feel that, you know, with Elden Ring, it was a little bit more forgivable. Cause like if you went in and like, you were just screwing around and you found out that you were, you were solely, uh, you were very under, underprepared for a certain situation. You could just pull the ripcord and bounce mm-hmm. and like kind of, you know, go somewhere else. So it wasn't like, you know, you, you had to die because you made a poor decision. Uh, so I guess, you know, I just feel that that's how the other Souls games are. Um, you know, so I, I think that's where my mind was sitting when you when you kind of com- made that comparison between the two. So Yeah. I hope I helped clarify mm-hmm. you that. You did. You did. Thank you. All right. Well, I think we're here, gentlemen. <gasps> Enough of the preamble. I think we've got, made it to the official uh, Pixel Life Game of the Year rankings. It's going to be a, this is going to be a very wonky and weird list. I'll tell you that much. It is. is. You are a hundred percent right. (laughs) So for clarification, are we doing this like we did last year where we're taking everybody's stuff and building one definitive list or are we doing it like years prior where Robbie's going to assign points to each place and we're going to do it that way? I mean, I didn't get them ahead of time, so I don't, I don't yeah. know how I'm going to do the points right now. I, I think we we throw out we go around. We do everyone's number five, number four, number three, two, one, and then we kind of try to put a list together. And okay. and and if we can, we can. If we can't, we can't. But let's try. Let's give it a shot. I, I don't. I, maybe I'm wrong. I could be mm-hmm. completely wrong. I do not see this year being. Knives out, drag out fight for certain things. We'll see. We'll see like, because like, I uh, because we have five spots and I think yeah. two of them are spoken for. And one then and two, I yeah. think one and two are definitely spoken for. And yeah, and then yeah. you have, but then you have three just like literally could be anything for anyone. So well, just know this: one and two, as long as those are there, yeah. I'm fine. Like I don't, I do not care what the other three are. I, I, I really don't. Anyone who pays me the most money, I will argue for. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's. I'm going to go in the order that is on my screen right now. So let's start with Justin. What's your number five? So my number five was a uh, neon white. Oh, interesting. So, okay. 
Yeah, I I loved it. Um, it was something that piqued my interest as soon as I saw it, and playing it like the fact that it had like voice acting and it was actually good voice actors and stuff was really good. I love the anime like style, kind of like the art style. Like the story is like, you know, it's it's there. It's not like an insane story, but for like what the story is. It's interesting, but the fast-paced gameplay and stuff, the fact that, like, you beat... Well, I'm not even usually a person that's, like, someone like, oh, I need to get the fastest time on this and stuff. And that was one of those games where playing it, like, oh, I wanted to get gold. I wanted to do this. But even if I got, like, Mithril, like, whatever, like, the top medal you could get, seeing one of my friends have a higher score than me, I was like, dude, fuck Derek. I'm like, dude, I can beat his time. <laughs> and so I would sit there and play it until I beat Derek. And I'm like, dude, I hope he logs in and sees that I wrecked all of his scores and it just ruins his evening. Screw you, Derek. Yeah, Derek. I'm like, what? I was like, man, Derek really phoned at home on this level, dude. I'm going to just wreck him right now. And so it, it was fun. I've never really been that person, but that game made me that person. And, you know, so... That was my number. Is that like, um, is there a scoring system on there? Is it like the the Ubisoft um bike game? Oh man, the side side scrolling. Oh 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 oh. Trials. Um, trials. Yes, trials. Because Tri- Justin, what you're talking about, like trials, was that for me when when especially that first one came out on PS4. Like, anytime I saw a friend beat a level and have a higher have be done quicker than me or have a higher Mm -hmm. score than me i had that inclination of like you know no screw like i'm going to beat them and i would keep and i would just keep trying till i could beat them it's not really it's not really like that for me on on sports games you know but when it remember remember geometry wars man that was that nothing got hooks in me like geometry wars like oh you got (laughs) you scored what no no, we're not doing that. Do they do they make it as like trials made it abundantly clear like who your opponent like what your opponent did because they had like the little shadow showing you what they did and mm-hmm. how they did it better than you like is it kind of <laughs> like that is it kind of so, like that in this or no it doesn't show you what like for it'll show you your shadow so it's like you could like race against your previous times like Mario Kart style and stuff like race against your own ghost. But, like, when you beat a level, it shows, like, oh, hey, you got it in this time. And then, like, shows you, like, what times you need to get what medals. And then, like, off to the right, it pulls your friends list. And any friends that, like, played it and did it, it's, like, this is what they got. And this is, like, where you are against them. And then so every time I beat a level, it was, like, in your face, like, oh, well, Derek's technically ahead of you by three seconds. And I'm, like, yeah, the hell he is. I'm, like, no, (laughs) no, he's not. That's so funny. (laughs) Screw you, Derek. I don't even yeah. know who you are. <laughs> All right, Shannon, who's not Derek, uh, what's your number five? Um, I would have to say Midnight Suns, Marvel's Midnight Suns, is oh. going right. to make it to my number five. Talk to me, Shannon. I, yeah, I'm, God, Shannon, you're killing me because I, yeah, I want to. <sighs> I've stayed away from that game. Why? Because I'm not, I'm not the biggest um, XCOM fan. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, Like, I'm not a big fan of that of that gameplay mechanic, but at the same so, time, like it, it what, what, what makes it not make sense to me, even in my head is I love J- turn-based JRPGs, but I struggle with XCOM type games um, or so, just stick with them. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. What do you, what do you think is XCOM about it? Oh, it just, I mean, I've just, I've watched a couple of videos of it and it just reminds me of like, Hey, there's this one guy, 
he he can move this many spots. He can attack this person. Like it, it looks more grid based combat as opposed to turn based combat. Okay. So I will tell you right now, there is no grid. Like you you can you can move one you can move one of your characters per round. Mm-hmm. You can move them however far you want anywhere in the in the battle arena. Like and it's one person per turn. So they're not limited to like a movement set per se. Um, so that's kind of like your strategy as far as movement goes. You can move one of your characters per round. Move them anywhere you want. That's fine. But you're only moving one. Everybody else has cards in your in your hand. Like it's a card-based game. Uh, so like everybody has skills um, from these cards that you can use. Um, and basically that's how you're attacking. Um, you have the lower level grunts, which are basically like doesn't matter what move you use out of your hand, you're going to kill them um, in that round. So your strategy becomes being able to recycle and reuse cards while you're battling. Um, there are bosses, um, you know, like the first main boss that you're probably going to fight is Venom um, when he's been possessed by, you know, the the evil voodoo. Um, okay. Yeah. And, ba- and he, like, he is very unforgiving. Like, I mean, like if you mess up and like, you know, you're, you're like, basically it's like, you know, move a guy one round, you know, fight and, uh, fight the next round then move another character and then fight. So it's like, it you know, like you you're can, a ventriloquist right now or a puppeteer right now. I just want to point that well, out. Well, I mean, you kind of are right. Cause <laughs> yeah. you're moving your characters around, but, um, you know, you have, uh, a robust like character lineup. I haven't gotten through the whole game yet, so I don't know who's available, but like, you know, you have, you know, um, Ghost who's Rider. Your team? Who's uh, your team right now? So right now, uh, it is Spider-Man and uh, the Huntress, and um, I'll usually balance like the third character, which is either, you know, um, you can be, you can have Captain Marvel. She's rad, um, and then you have. Does she uh, talk? She does. Well, then I don't want Carol Danvers at all. I don't. Okay. Well, then you know you can have uh, Magic. Um, or you, uh, she's more of a, like, she just opens the portals for you. She's not somebody that you can, you can play with, but, um, I'm trying to think there was Iron Man, there's, uh, Dr. Strange, um, in the first couple levels of the game. Um, so there are other characters that you unlock that you play with, um, that you get to kind of battle around with. Makes it fun. Makes it interesting. The card mechanics are great. Um, there's a lot of systems. That's the one drawback. Um, there's leveling up weapons, there's leveling up characters, there's a friendship meter that you have to kind of, uh, and dialogue trees that you kind of pick. Is this Um, persona? I know it's kind of weird. Like I said, there's a lot of cycles that you kind of go through. Apparently you can go fishing with blade. You, yeah, you can, you can, you can go, no, you go fishing with ghost or uh, not ghost, uh, uh, ghost rider. Ghost rider. I never knew that I wanted that. Right. (laughs) But now I want to do that. Um, how, you, you know that I I love story. How's the story in the game or is it just really, no, the story is, the story is good. Um, I don't know much about the midnight suns run. Um, and like a lot of the, uh, it's okay. Neither does Marvel. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of the story beats, I'm kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Cause like, you know, in like the vision and, um, and uh, you know that the WandaVision uh, show, I always thought that like um, Agatha Harkness was kind of like just like a bad, uh, a, a bad character, right? Like that you like you weren't gonna get much out of that. But um, you know, you kind of in this one, she's kind of like a good, a good person. 
Um, yeah, and like, she, you know, she, she kind of goes back and forth. So. Yeah. So like, you know, it's kind of weird to, you know, it kind of, you know, I just kind of threw everything I knew about Marvel, which wasn't a lot to begin with, kind of out the window. And I was like, OK, tell me the story. And I like the story. I like where it's going. The graphics aren't the best. That's the one thing that I would have to say. There's a lot of systems in this game and the graphics could be better um, for a full price seven, you know, for that new like full price moniker that they're trying to go with with PlayStation or Sony like. I think this game should have been like, you know, in the 60 to $50 range for the graphics, but like the content's great. So, I mean, that's why I, I set my five. I, I don't know about y'all, but I've, <clears throat> if a game comes out and it's on all the old, old platforms of, you know, PlayStation four, mm-hmm. Xbox one, if it's on all platforms, I just automatically know in my head, the visuals may not be amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah, I mean it's still disappointing though. Like, yeah, know. no, 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 no. I, I get that. Um, okay, well, all right. Well, Jordan, sound too bad. yeah, Jordan, no. number five. It would help if I unmuted before I started to try. It and would. Talk. It would. <laughs> I, I do that all the time. It's. Fine. <laughs> um, my number five is Tunic. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fox it was Zelda. It, it's. Oh, it was so good. It's, um, but it, it very much leaves you up to the game starts, figure it out. And as much as I enjoyed that, um, I'm a trophy hunter. I ain't got that kind of time. So that's just the only reason why it's so low on my list, but it was still a fantastic game. I love the old school Zelda aesthetic that it gives you and Man, you felt so smart when you figured out some of those puzzles. It was just a fun time. Yeah, I uh, I got that I got that game. I enjoyed it. It was frustrating. Like I think if you can get over that frustrating hurdle um, and like kind of get into the game and get some power ups going, I think that game turns itself around. But until you figure out like what you're doing and where you're going, it's it's more of like a Souls game, right? Like, cause, yeah, like oh yeah, man, oh, yeah I just is. got my teeth kicked in so many times, like in the beginning of that game. Like I was about ready to give it up, but you know, uh, Justin had told me to stick it through and give it some time, and uh, and I did, and you know, I, I did enjoy it for the time that I played it. I'll tell you that much. It was fun. I will say you have to. Uh solve all the random like secret puzzles that the game doesn't even tell you is there in order to get the platinum. Mm -hmm. So that was one of my more proud platinums this year was going through figuring all that kind of stuff out. Like I said, makes you feel smart when you actually figure them out, but Mm. the gameplay itself is very solid. Um, Like Shannon said, it's very punishing though. You make a mistake. The game lets you know you made a mistake. (laughs) <laughs> all right but it was good it was a good time robbie um no one's gonna care about this but i'm gonna mention it anyway <laughs> modern warfare 2 um, oh talk I, to me about it i look man modern warfare what it came out in 2020 when, mm-hmm. when did modern warfare the, yeah right yeah, 2020? i want to say, say the yeah late late 2020 Okay, so that campaign was incredible. Um, it was also the introduction of Warzone. Uh, there was just a lot of positives that came with that game, and I, I continued to play that game for the next two years off and on, mm-hmm. especially Warzone. And then 
And then Modern Warfare 2 came out, and I, I'm going to tell you, I, I've put put a couple hundred hours into it here or there, have not even touched <laughs> who, the campaign. Who can say? Who can say? Yeah. Well, a couple hundred hours. <laughs> but I haven't touched I haven't touched the single player because I've just been so infatuated with the multiplayer, the DMZ. The DMZ mode, Zach, I think will be the biggest will, will be the biggest thing for you. I think you'll love this. Um, it is Oh, shut up, Shannon. Shut your face for just a second. Uh, he's actually good at video games, okay? So just hold oh. on. Um, wow. You know, you are still butthurt about playing, what was it? What was that game? The Division. When I just left you to die oh. on the rooftop. I'm so mad about that. All right. Yeah, it's okay. It. That doesn't mean I'm not good at video games. I'm sorry. I love, I love Shannon bringing up stuff from like I'm sorry five that years I found ago. out that day. I'm sorry that I found out that day that my friend was Judas and would leave me <laughs> like a baby back B.I. And just not even he just leave me to die. Okay, he could have he could have you know whatever. I'm not going down the road. Zach, uh, DMZ yes. is is their like single player online mode to where you're playing against in, not NPCs but you're playing against computer characters, grunts, and you are trying to accomplish missions. You'll go into an area. You can collect intel. You can collect um uh, uh what's it called um uh blueprints you're you're mm-hmm. collecting bru- blueprints for new gear for new guns for all these different things and then you you go in and there's like 16 different blueprints you can get in a single area and for a single mission and then you leave and you can play you can play with your friends you can play up to like four friends or three friends or you can go by yourself and they'll fill spots with other people or or they'll fill it in with like computer characters for you and you go in and you can get incredible gear that you can play in multiplayer in all the other in all the other um, modes that they have, and like I didn't, I played it, I played it. For, I remember playing it for the first time, not really knowing what I was doing. My friend was just showing it to me, and we played like maybe twenty minutes and went to a couple places. I opened a couple of chests. I didn't know what I was doing really, and then I come out and I've got one of the best SMGs in the game. Like, because I found a blueprint, and now I've got that gun for myself. What the hell is your problem, Shannon? I I mean, you're not telling. I mean, you're trying to bump. I mean, you're telling them all the good stuff, but you're not. You got to tell them the bad stuff too. I mean, like, what is the bad stuff? I mean, like, okay, so like in in that particular thing that you're talking about, what happens if you die? Like, do you get to keep your stuff? Don't die. (laughs) How do you how do you how do you keep your stuff? If how do you keep your stuff when you die? You don't die. Okay, let's say you do die. Let's say let's Shannon, say go ahead, go ahead, and pay, go ahead and say what happens. Go ahead. I'm just saying you got you got to pay the insurance, right? Like you got to have the money to pay the insurance to make sure that you don't lose your your tchotchkes and stuff when you die. Also, there's other people that are out there that are doing the same thing, right? And if they murk you, like as you're getting to your liftoff spot and you die and you don't have insurance, you lose all your stuff. So you just spent 20 minutes getting a whole bunch of stuff that you wanted, that you got murked, and now you didn't get to keep because you didn't buy the insurance because you thought you were going to get good, and you thought you were going to get out of there, and you didn't. You got dead. What I, what I hear right now is the same reason why I don't buy Apple Care because I don't drop my stuff, and I don't break my stuff. <laughs> like, if you, if, you, if you handle your business, you can... Now, now to his point about outside <laughs> characters, I, I, outside players. I never encountered outside players trying to stop me from collecting mm-hmm. gear. I did have grunts, you know, in the game try to shoot me, shoot us down and stuff. And we just, we just handled our business. I, I just, I think 
that what what um, they have done, Treyarch, whoever the crap made this mm-hmm. one, I think they're just smart in adding a new mode that allows you to play by yourself instead of only allowing instead of forcing you to only play whenever your friends are available. Sure. And but but then you know it you can go play that if you want. If you don't want to play, that's fine. But then you know you obviously have the Warzone mode, which they added. I think it's like now 150. No, it's mm-hmm. like 200, right, or, or something like that. It's Shannon, go ahead. It's a massive amount. <laughs> what? And it's what? In the amount of people that it's in Warzone, like it's it's yeah. it's a hot. It's it's a, insane. It's an incredibly high number. The fact that it works is is super impressive just by itself. But I I think that the multiplayer online has never been better. <laughs> the the gun balance the the what you can get like i i have only i don't even think i've bought a battle pass and i have all these guns i have all these characters just because i've played the game and i didn't have to spend anything else and they they really they did something really smart these tokens that you can build up as you level up you can get these tokens you can spend them in the battle pass area you don't even have to spend a single dime and you can open up these these sections of this map sections of this like fake map that give you new emblems, give you new masks, give you new guns, new weapons, new, you know, like all these different things. I I just think, look, Call of Duty has been around forever. It has been a standard in in a lot of ways. It has had very ebbs and flows of its quality over the last 20 years or however freaking long it's been. I just think this is following modern warfare. I'm not talking about Vanguard. I'm not talking about that. Just going from modern warfare to modern warfare Two. I think there's a very high marks and high spots mm-hmm. for for Call of Duty. And when my buddy texts me and he's like, "Hey Robbie, you want to play?" Like, yeah, I could probably only play for like 30 or 45 minutes, but we get a lot done in 30 or 45 minutes and the game modes are just fun and the game moves so freaking smooth. Um so I I just really enjoy it. You know, you know what my favorite thing is, Robbie? My favorite thing is where you're like, I'm just going to be quick because no one's going to care about this. And then 20 minutes later, we're still talking about Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you also, because uh, I got Modern Warfare 2 and I haven't played any of the multiplayer. I've only done the story. So I'm on the I'm the yin to Robbie's yang. Um, I, I could tell you right now that story is great. Uh, the graphics are amazing. Um, the... I mean, everything about it is, you know, that over-the-top Jerry Bruckheimer style, like, action you expect from Modern Warfare like series. Michael Bay just was given, like, a bunch of money. <laughs> exactly. And it is awesome because, like, you know, in here, in here, like, in a video game setting, like, you want to mess stuff up and you want to shoot stuff and you want to see the big explosions. And it great. it's great. It works. Um, so, I mean, it's a good all-around game. You want multiplayer? Great. Sounds like Robbie enjoys the multiplayer, um, and and I'm happy for him. But if you don't like multiplayer and you want to play a single-player campaign, like that, it's got that too. So, I, I like it. Right. We're technically on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like I, we we are. We we both like the game just for vastly different reasons. Exactly, and that's always a good thing. It is. Well, let me uh, let me be the first to maybe throw a a shock into this uh, proceedings with my number five game of the year. Vampire survivors. Number five. Wow. Um, Five, five, five. Uh, Now to be fair, I love this game. It is fantastic. I think it's an incredible achievement. 
um, if you are not familiar, and I don't know how you couldn't be at this point, uh, <laughs> it's basically a a single input game where you are walking around and picking up. Uh, you, you start with one weapon, and you certainly gain more as you progress. You pick up things to uh, you know increase your experience levels. They give you uh, different weapons and multipliers and things, and you can. After a while, once you learn what's going on, you, you figure out what build you want and kind of aim for that. Different weapons give you different perks and, and things like that. There's a million different characters that you can level up and progress with. Uh, there's multiple levels. Some of them are incredibly hard. Some of them are not. A run takes 30 minutes um, at the most. And uh, it is the ultimate just one more round game. Like it is the ultimate. I can, I just one more. Just you know what? That was a bad run. Let me. I, I got one more in me. And let me just get that garlic early. Like let me just um, see if I can yeah. get that garlic, garlic early. Garlic is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, gar- garlic, garlic, and uh, and the knives are my go-to. Um, with fully upgraded knives, and you just if anything you're walking towards just gets destroyed real quick. Um, but yes, it is. It is an amazing game in its simplicity. And its replayability, uh, and and while it took over my entire world for pretty much the month of July and Dude, part I of August, hell of, I played the hell out of that game. <laughs> I, my my top five is games that I either either impacted me or or I had the most fun with, and so it you know it's still a top five game for me, but uh, the other games on my list, I think would just rank a little higher. Like I, I, as I was going through it, I had a real hard time pushing it any lower than this, but also I couldn't replace anything above it with it either. So that's, that's how it wound up at five, which was surprising to me. I didn't, I didn't see that coming, but me neither. It was going to be in my top five. It didn't make, it didn't make my top five. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's because it, it, as good as it is, it kind of is a little bit of a one-trick pony. It it it's a little bit of just a a time burner, in a sense, and and I don't think that's to its detriment. I don't think that's its fault. Like, there's nothing I'm saying like, oh, if they would have just added the, you know, like or something yeah. like that. It's it's it is what it is, and what it is is great. But the games I have above it just gave me a little more. I, I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like. Once I put it down, like mm-hmm. once I once I stepped away from it, I'm not talking about it in, at a night. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, when, yeah. once I st- stepped away from it, I didn't really have the desire to go back to it. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair because I I had a similar vibe where I stopped playing for like a month to go play other things with my time, and I didn't have in in that interim they had gone to 1.0, and I booted it up to play the 1.0 version just to see like, well, what'd they fix what they had, you know, blah, blah, blah. And played a couple rounds and was like, Oh, okay. It's still vampire survivors. Yeah. yeah, And that was kind of where I left it. It was just, you know, and then they announced a DLC and I never felt the draw to try to do that. So I, I kind of, I had a, I had a magical month with vampire survivors, but I think, I think I'm good. It was it was Rezo Gun and Next Machina for me. Like it was yeah. like those kind of games for me. Um, man, Rezo Gun, I still still top 
10 best game on PS4. Like that game is so freaking dope. This is a seven year stretch now of Robbie figuring out how to work Rezo gun <laughs> and do every game of the year podcast. Oh, there's still another game. Yeah. Well, it's coming. Oh, don't you it, worry. Um, <laughs> so, okay. I think we're up to number four, Justin. What's we got? So my number four was a uh, Kirby in the forgotten land. Mm-hmm. Mm. As with all Kirby games, like I don't think there's ever been a single Kirby game where I was like, "Oh, dude, they like this one completely flopped." Like, there's been some that just didn't hit the mark as well as others, but I don't think there's ever been like a bad Kirby game. But for being the first one on the Switch and stuff, it I think you know they hit it out of the park. Like the 3D style really works. A lot of the levels. I thought were really interesting and there was like little secrets in all the worlds to find. Um, I love the little concept of the Waddle town. Yeah, that was cool. Cute and building it up. And then like the little battle arena stuff. And then the fact that it even has like post game content and stuff for you to do with the little extra zone. And then it unlocks the new, like the final, final, like battle arena thing and stuff, you know, it was really cool. And the fact that it's even also co-op, like you can play yeah. with the little wall, like the fact that you have that option and it's like a fun co-op. It's not like some like split screen, whatever you're on the screen at the same time, like doing stuff, you know, it's really cool. And I think, you know, it was, it did really good. It helped seal the deal for more Kirby games in the future, which always gets me excited as a fan of the Kirby franchise. Yeah, I think uh, I think you bring up a great point. The multiplayer aspect of it made it a fantastic game to play with my kids. Like yeah. it was, it was one of those they could be Kirby. I could just run support and you know get bail them out or point them the right way when they got turned around. But like, it was a great introduction to those types of games for my kids. Like it was, and 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 fun. Like, okay, one of the best moments of the year, you guys. When those opening credits drop and that song kicks in, holy shit. Like, come on, come on. That was one of the best opening credit songs of all time. Like the the anime final fight did it for me. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like punching my leg, losing my shit. During- <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is some DBZ level like final fight stuff that happens. And yeah, it gets intense at the very end. It yeah. is very like turn it up to eleven anime fight at the very end. Are we are we gonna turn into a anime podcast no no my hero has been really good i'm I'm just kidding go ahead uh i will tell you that i went back and forth with kirby and my number four uh back and forth a lot so uh it kirby did not make my top five but it was right there that's where it was for me too i I did it for us Zach. yes (laughs) i'm gonna start making a list uh based on what you guys are talking about games i'm gonna try to play (laughs) Oh, you you should play Kirby with Elijah. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you could play yeah. with it. I know Zach's kids love the swallowing the stairs. Yeah, Kirby grew on me, so like, Kirby is the perfect balance between weird and it's just hilarious at the same yeah. time. The, the stairs is the stairs is fantastic. Though. Here's here's where having a switch light kind of sucks. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. All right, Shannon, number four. Uh, I mean, we've already talked about it, um, but Tiny Tina's Wonderland is probably my okay. number four. Um, you know, my list 
you know, I went with games this year that I enjoyed playing and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, brought brought a smile to my face. And I think just uh, having that Borderlands hit me in my veins again is what I needed. But <laughs> I don't need to go into too much detail about it. It's great, guys. Try, I mean, try it. Like Justin said, it's like a D&D tabletop. It's Wait, still who, that who said that, Shannon? Sorry. Story, Jordan, Jordan. Oh my fun. God, Shannon! <laughs> uh, Shannon. Okay, every <laughs> every podcast. <laughs> oh man, whatever. It is what it is. I said it. I don't whatever regret it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good. It's fine. Just move on for me. Go on to the next one, Zach. Who, who's next? <laughs> uh, next would be next would be Jordan. God, Jordan would be next. <laughs> It hurts my heart that I have to agree with Shannon after he called me by the wrong name, but uh, yeah. my number four is also uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. What? Right. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. It was a fantastic game. Uh, I I really can't complain anything about it. It it just it had that good um, that good mix of that old Borderlands feel with the mm-hmm. new fantasy twist to it. Um, as Shannon said earlier, like in some of the other games, Tiny Tina could be really, really irritating, but they didn't really turn her to 11 in this one. She was more of like the overarching narrator of the whole thing. And, uh, you know, she she wasn't just ridiculous like she was in two and three. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good little 20 hour game. Mm hmm. All right. Well, Shannon was going to try to high five you, but he ended up smacking Justin in the face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Robbie, number four. Um, Number four for me is um, the game I've already mentioned a couple times is Live a Live. Um, Go ahead. Shannon. I was going to say that uh, I I bought it because it was on sale. And I yep. haven't gotten to play it yet, and I'm super stoked to play it because I like everything I see about it. Just screams like a game I Bro, would enjoy. It, it is, oh, it 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 is a game that you can tell was made in the '90s in the best way possible. I mean, I mean that in, in a good way. The music is awesome. There's actually some voice acting in it, which I'm so thankful for. It's 2022. There should be voice acting in every freaking game we play today. I just want to throw that out there. Um, that's to you too, Nintendo. Um, <laughs> but uh, so those that don't know, Live a Live is you play, I think it's eight, it's seven or eight uh, different characters. You play their narrative, their single narrative. Um, and then it, it all kind of culminates together as you go through these, these stories. But like, you know, I'll just mention a couple of them. Like one, you are this, you're this foster kid or you're this kid who grew up in this foster home and you find out in this town that there's like this really evil person who's like been plotting this like huge attack on the world. And so you've got to, you, you, but you're, you find out that you're, you have this like special power and you can take over a mech and you have this, you have this mech fight. But I mean, all of it's turn based combat, um, like JRPG, like, um, you know, and then so you, but you're the only one who can power this mech. And then, but then the next one, you go to the Wild West, and you're this, you're this like lonely cowboy who comes into town, and this town's about to get attacked by this gang of gang of bad guys. And so you and this guy who who is like your enemy, who decides he's going to team up with you, so you two have to fight this group, and just like 
Magnificent Seven style. Like you've just got to fight off this these group of guys <laughs> from attacking this town, and and then this other one, which I thought was so freaking cool because I I played those first two together, and I was like, okay, this is really cool. But then you get to the third guy, and you're this like you're this fighter who is just like in training for this tournament, and then it comes to find out like it's almost like almost to the letter you're playing Street Fighter, <laughs> and you and you have to yeah, fight. That's awesome. You have to fight these six different guys and you select which ones you want to fight in the order you want to fight them. And they all like resemble, they all resemble like Street Fighter characters, including <laughs> one of them. Like, now this one doesn't, but one of them looks like straight up like Hulk Hogan. Like, oh, Hulk, like and he's wearing yellow and he's got the, he's got the blonde hair and he calls you brother. Like, it's, <laughs> it is, it is so freaking cool how, like, how this game was made so long ago. I'd never heard of it at all. And then it comes out just out of nowhere on Switch, and the animation is so dope that that Octopath Traveler style that they've been using lately for 16-bit games is just like intoxicating to me. If you if you make a game that has that, like I am already gonna look at look at it and pay attention to it. In fact, I think I bought a game. Oh, my Switch isn't here. I, I or down here. I just bought a game that came out in December. Um, uh, I, I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, live, they live. And the, the, the characters are really interesting and really cool. The, the dialogue, yes, there's some dialogue tree stuff or dialogue uh, bubbles, but there's also decisions that you have to make. The combat is very simplistic. Um, but, but I don't know. It may be, it, it may, it may change as, as you know, once you get to the, the end of the game, cause I have not rolled credits on it, but I'm so close but like in the Street Fighter game, your character when he was fighting against someone, if they ran if if they ran a certain attack on him, he could memorize the attack, and then you get to use that attack against them. And in in the other none, no other time does that happen. Oh, that's crazy that they like break out specialized systems like that. Yeah, so it man, it really was just an awe experience for me so- um, with that game. With that game, when you're in each like you know universe or style or whatever, are you only that one character, or do they have like a team that they're with? Is it always just like one on one fighting? Yes, yeah, you're just that one character whenever you're playing that person's story. And okay. the the cool thing is like they have all these different eras. Like it's like they'll even tell you like prehistoric or future Tokyo or present day. You know, and the other thing is like it, there was a lot of more like American characters. Than I just expected, um, just because like there's one guy where you can play as a, a a ninja, you can play as a you know a monk, you like just just very different um, Oriental type characters, but but there's like a lot of Americans in, in there in that game. So, um, man, it, it really it really was awesome. And when I roll credits on it, like it may like move up to number three on my list, but. I, I highly, highly recommend it, especially if you like those kind of games. All right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, my number four is Stray. And the, the cat game? The cat game. And, <laughs> cat. and here's the thing. Here's the thing. As you're playing the game, you realize, yes, the cat is there and it's cool and it's cute and it does cat things and all that. And that's fun. But the world you're traveling in is simply 
fascinating. It it has it it is astounding to me that they kind of built this lore up. Essentially, humans have gone extinct. The last living things that these beings think are the last living things. There's a, a community of robots that are originally designed to help humans. And in the absence of humans, they've kind of tried to emulate them and become humans. And they've made these like, you know, Hong Kong like cities. They're all living under a dome because the earth had become unlivable. And so all the humans had moved into this dome uh, like thing, but inside the dome, because they're emulating humans, there's like a class system. There's a lower city, a mid city, an upper city and all this stuff. And you play as a cat that was living outside of the dome and got separated from your family. And now you're having to work your way from the lower city to get, try to get out. And you've got a little robot helper that is helping you along the way and, and allowing you to do things in an open puzzles, but the characters and the world that they built carry the entire game. Like you just have to see what's next and you're doing pretty rudimentary stuff. Like you're solving basic puzzles of like, Oh, this person says they need this and this. And it's like, Oh, I remember that guy had this and that. So I'm going to go over there and try to see if I can get it and give it back to them. And yeah, so that very, very base level adventure puzzle things. But Going to the next worlds, going to the next level, seeing what is happening in or has happened to the people that were there before and now what these robots are doing now to like emulate it all is it, it just I haven't really seen anything like it in especially not in video games. Um, there's a basically a, a race of. I. I don't even know. Like it's like a mold mixed with a, an insect that like will eat metal. So all of the robots are terrified of them and they have, and, and they spread in, you have basically you need to use light to, to destroy them all. And, and I've mentioned it a few times on this podcast, but it's, it's like the fourth or fifth level where you have to get from the mid city to the upper city and you go through a sewer system that is full of these things and like the craziest shit happens and they never explain it. That they just one part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one part happens and they never explain it. It's just, okay. All right. And we're moving on. And, and I, and I love that they don't explain it. I love that. They just are like, they let it go. Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked out stray, I think it's still on PS plus, uh, if not, it's it's in that twenty to thirty range, and it's totally worth your time. It's it's a good six to eight hour game, and I loved it. I I love that game. So, all right, Justin, number three. Number three for me is looking like Mario and Rabbids Sparks of. Oh damn! Yeah, I loved it. It it took everything that the first one built on and just like improved it, like getting rid of like the grid system having um like more characters and like options to equip them and customize them like i love the little uh skill tree thing and anytime you can invest points into something and then pull them out and reinvest them into something else is awesome like there were times mm -hmm. where it's like oh i invested in like a bunch of like luigi's like health and stuff like that and then i'm like dude why am i doing this i need to 
Like now that I've accumulated more points to work with, I'm like, I'm just going to pull that out of health and we're just investing that into distance and having like the high ground and doing like 150% damage. And I was on YouTube looking up how other people built their characters. And I'm like, this is smart. I'm like, this is what we're doing. So the fact that I didn't have to like, oh, like I screwed this up. Let me start a new game and like build it. No, I could just pull the points out and put them where I want it. I'm like, oh, where I'm going to need more health this game. We'll just take these out. I'm going to reinvest it in the health for this one match. And um, I I love the new characters, the little uh, rabid Rosalina I thought was really great and uh the one that's supposed to be like bowser or whatever she's like one of my like top tier always like she's one of my three like her peach and rabid peach were like my main go-to team just going through the game and i uh you know i had a lot of fun i'm looking forward very much to the season pass for it and stuff it's gonna be a lot of fun nice all right. Well, Shannon, that brings you to number three. Um, yeah, and I think I'm going to have to put in Pokemon Arceus. Uh, I played it at the beginning of the year. I still think about it. I still enjoy it. I compare Violet to, to it. And, uh, you know, Pokemon Violet is, uh, I mean, it just it doesn't do anything. Like uh, Arceus is, was innovative. It was open mm-hmm. world. Like you went out and like you hunted the Pokemon you want. Like you got the shinies. It was fun. Like, I mean, you went everywhere and traveled. You felt a little sense of anxiety when you're going up against one of the larger, like oversized, like yeah, that alpha. Pokemon. Yeah. The alpha ones. Like, I mean, they were, they were challenging it, but they weren't too challenging and it didn't, um, you know, it didn't beat you up like so much like i think if you went into an area and you felt you were a little under leveled or like you weren't like you know ready for it like it was very easy to kind of just run away and do something else somewhere you know in another location that was fun until getting back there i you know, beg to differ uh, did you ever come face to face with that alpha snorlax there was oh yeah. no uh, running away yeah. from that thing <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he I mean, cornered your ass and he just beat you down. <laughs> I mean, there were a couple times where, like, I think you could throw out. I, 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 I mean, okay, forgive me. It's been a while since I played that game, <laughs> but like, you could throw out a Pokemon and just let it fight while you ran. Like, you know, you just had to have somebody that could take a couple punches and get like a good like couple second head start on that thing, and you could run away. Like, yeah, I mean, like Pokemon, your Pokemon probably hated you for like letting him get their teeth kicked in but you know for the most part you could get away from them um but you know i mean that game was fun i mean it wasn't glitchy it was didn't you know it was just a perfect balance of everything i wanted in pokemon game and i cannot go back to that old style of pokemon anymore like i just i'm done with it i don't want to do it anymore i like this new style like give me that give me all of that so you know that's why it's my number three i like it a lot all right very good uh, Jordan. Well, this is the second time I'm not really going to have much to say because we already talked about it. But my number three is Stray. Ah, nice. there we go. Yes. The cat game, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, all I'm writing this down, Robbie. <laughs> not for the cat game. Not, you not should. For the cat game. You should. You'd like it. I'm telling you, you'd like it. It, it, was, I, it was really good. Um, like, like you said, Zach, it the the main characters 
almost felt like the villagers, like the uh, the robots. Your your cat that you played to navigate through the game, like you said, was only there by happenstance, and it was just kind of mm-hmm. your avatar to experience the bigger story that was happening. Yeah, and and that that one part. <laughs> yeah, that one part. Which oh, I will not go into detail because I do not want to spoil that one part for anyone who has not played this game. So are there other things to do in this game besides fetch quests? Like, I mean, to, to get from point A to point B. Not, not really, to be honest. No. It, but but it doesn't, but also it doesn't overstay its welcome either. Like every everything is to get from point A to point B. And it's like, it, it's it's old school in that design. I'm sorry, Jordan, I'm talking over you. Uh, no, it's, 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 it's old school in that way of like, Okay, you're gonna do the. You're gonna get to an area. You need to do three things, and you need to go to the other area and do three things. It it, it has that architecture to it, but because they get to the point quickly, it doesn't it doesn't feel bad doing it. Okay, and and let's be real. There's no no feel good moment in games quite like when there's one of the robot dudes sleeping on a couch, and you're able to jump up on his chest and curl up and take a nap with him. Mm-hmm. that was pretty cool yeah have, having a uh, purr and meow button also is pretty rad i'm just gonna and say that and, and okay all right short story here the uh with the meow coming out of the dual sense controller mm-hmm. i have two cats the first <laughs> time that controller meowed they looked at me like what the fuck did you bring into this house <laughs> <laughs> like, like are you talking shit what did you just say to me? <laughs> it was um, fantastic. Like the my my female cat was sitting next to me when I started playing it and she had like the whole head cocked, like looking at me like, What? What'd you just mm-hmm. say? Oh that's <laughs> great. Trying to throw paws. <laughs> you gonna catch these paws. Uh <laughs> Robbie, number three. Um I Lego Star Wars Skywalker collection. Talk oh. to me. Talk to Talk me, to me about it. I'm so been... interested. Okay, so I have to preface: this one is going to be more the most family connected game I've probably ever put on here. Um, this year, we have tried to slow but surely teach Elijah how to play games. I already mentioned he was playing the Calbunga or trying to play the Calbunga collection with me. Um, but Lisa, my wife, who doesn't play video games, wanted to get this. She wanted to play this. She wanted to get it. And when I saw that all nine, I think it's all, yeah, all nine movies are on this. Mm-hmm. Like we were like, oh, well then, yeah, like let, let's try and just try to get this and play it. And dude, I, I'm going to tell you, like I, I've never had the whole, you know, take turns. Like if you die, you go with the controller or, hey, I need your help. Like, hey, how do we do this? I've never had that experience with my wife before playing a video game. She doesn't really play video games. The only other, the only like other two games she's ever played is like she played one Harry Potter Lego game and then she played Wolf Among Us like that. And she, she loves Wolf Among Us. Like I can't wait for the second game just because I know she wants to play it. But this game was like we had several like family nights just sitting down playing through Star Wars games together and you can't die. There's no way to fail in this game the way that they have it set up. And I've only played a couple of Lego games, so it's not like I'm very privy to all of them. But like to get to laugh at the jokes that are made and 
to be able to just play through these games and my son to kind of, re- you know, start asking questions about who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. It's not like, son, let me tell you, you're named after him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it, it just really was a cool experience, and I think they're really fun. And there were so many people in my life down here, you know, in Kennesaw that I don't normally hear ever talk about games played this and, and were playing this game because it was just so easy to play. And when you, when you're a gamer like I am and like we are, I think sometimes maybe we don't play these kind of simple, these kind of simple games because like we want mm-hmm. the challenge, but yet playing this with my son and playing with my wife kind of ha- had me like have this like reason of, man, this is why we play video games. Like this is kind of what got us all started was playing together, laughing at the games. If it yeah. told jokes or, Oh my gosh, I can't figure out how to find this last piece. Oh, well, you know, I, I struggle with that too. Let's figure it out together, you know? And, and then also attacking the it's star Wars. It's, Star Wars, like I mean, it's 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 incredible. It's lightsabers. It's and it's jokes. And again, like there's no. It's a kids game. It's meant for kids, but it's just like Bluey. Like Mm -hmm. Bluey can be watched by anybody. Like Lego Star Wars can be played by anybody. And I I just think that's awesome. All right, good stuff. Well, here I am about to. Maybe piss off Robbie and, and Justin, but um, number three for me is Elden Ring. That's fine. It's in the top five. I don't care. Yeah, Justin, Justin's speechless. No, well, it's just oh. the fact that it is even in your top three is surprising to me. Like the fact that it made your top three. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank like, you. Thank you. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just here now enjoying the show. Okay. I am. I'm so happy. So, <laughs> uh, so it, it made my number three because it, it's just such a fucking amazing achievement. Like it, it really is. It's, they made an approachable souls game, which on its face is, is an oxymoron, right? Like, and, <laughs> but, but yeah. the fact yeah. that you can yeah. just like, nope, out of a battle, get on a horse and go find something else to do changes. It changes everything. It just when you changes. never could, when you never yeah. could with any other game or even Sekiro, like you could not do that. Like, well, Sekiro- the, it, it was, it wasn't just that you couldn't, you couldn't progress like period. Yeah. Like there was, it, it was one of those things you would hit a boss that might as well have just been a game over screen for, <laughs> for a player like me, you know, like I, I love dark yeah, souls three. I play, I yeah. put like 60, 70 hours into dark souls three until I got to a boss, I could not pass and tried for like hours to beat and could not do it. And it just, I, I was done. My game stopped there and being able to just go find something else to do, go level up a little bit somewhere else, go get another weapon, go try, try to, to, you know, change your, your specs in a way that takes advantage of what you're, you were using at the time. And go back and do better. It's it it literally like breaks the entire mold of how my brain thinks these games are supposed to work. And the fact that they've made an astounding world to go with, to travel through, like the amount like sure, you'll see monsters and stuff repeated, maybe reskinned somewhere along the way, but the variety 
of shit you see in that game. Different areas, different monster types, different like it's crazy. It's crazy to me. And and yeah, the bosses are are bastards. They're they're really hard, but you know, the finger system and bringing people into your game and and getting help and they made they made that process a hell of a lot easier than it's been in prior games. Um it's fantastic. And, and I'm guessing it's on your guys's at least, uh, Justin and Robbie's I'm guessing it's on yours as well. Higher than how I have it. But, um, I just, I had to, I had to acknowledge the achievement because I'll let you guys talk about it more shortly, but yeah, that game is, that game is crazy. It's really, really good. No, I mean, it it got me to play a a souls like game and not hate it. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I played that game for like a good 15 hours and, you know, I, if it wasn't for the fact that I lost the thread, I'd probably go back and play it again. I mean, the only thing that's stopping me right now is like, I probably lost all the muscle memory from the controls Sure. and I have to go back and start over. And that, that's a wall. Like that's a, that's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, get but, that. I mean, it was great. I mean, I have never played any souls game for longer than 45 minutes. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, this, 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 like, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna talk about from personal, I'm gonna do that in a second, but like, uh, from the, to your point, Zach, of how many people actually played it, the fact that my friend Scott, who never plays these kind of games, mm-hmm. adored and wanted to beat it, he was dead set on beating it. I had high school students who only play like Madden or like play Switch games. Like they they were talking up a storm with me all the time, constantly. We were talking about like, did you find this weapon? Oh, what what build do you have? Sure. Like, and and this was like the first that to me this was the first Souls game that the fact that you had these you could create such different builds is what made the game so accessible. And I'll talk again. I'll gush over this here in a minute, but um, I'm I'm happy. That game made someone else's top top five. Where I'm ha- I'm happy. All right. Well, Justin, number two. So number two for me was Tunic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm starting to get mad, Jordan. <laughs> we may have problems here, Jordan. Uh, so why I are mean, we gonna I have love... problems here? Because I think you and I are the only two who are gonna have a certain game in our top two. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, we'll see. I, I think Shannon might surprise us. Well, t- tell me about Tunic, Justin. Yeah, no, I I loved to like it. Is a game that it took forever to come out. Like it was shown, at, I think E three or something like forever ago, and it just kept getting pushed and getting pushed. And it was one of those where it was kind of like an indie development hell where it's like, dude, is this game ever going to come out? Is it one of those where it's just going to kind of stealth release and no one's going to talk about it? And when it finally came out, it's like it hit the more like the aesthetic is adorable. Like it nails that kind of like Link's Awakening kind of intro and stuff of waking up on the beach. Um, it has all the mystery of like dark souls one of like oh like what does this do like it's everything's written in a language you can't read so it's kind of like you trying to figure out what everything is when you're picking it up and the nes 
like instruction booklet like manual system is like one of the coolest and like most clever things i've seen in games in a minute of having to go around and collect the pages it's like what jordan was talking about too the fairy puzzles like it (coughs) mentions them in the the manual but it's hidden it's like in the like side notes of this stuff like once you get more pages it starts to make other pages kind of make more sense and you're like having to flip back around like reference different things to try and like piece together certain puzzles and stuff like that of like oh okay well this means this and like what the sacred like sacred crosses mean and they intentionally built the game as well to like for speed running and stuff like there's two swords in the game like there's the sword like at the very beginning but there's also another sword hidden somewhere else so it's like you can get you don't have to pick the sword up here you can pick it up here and it's like oh you don't have to when you uh like astral project whatever like out of your body and you need to like recollect yourself and stuff you don't actually have to do like any of that shit if you don't want to like you can go and fight the final boss in the astral form if you want yeah it's gonna be infinitely harder but they give you that option yeah tell me about it yeah and it's like i know my friend troy who does not play souls games at all played tunic and he was like dude for like two thirds of this game, I didn't know you could upgrade your health. He's like, I kept dying and it was frustrating, but I kept playing. He's like, I did not realize that I could actually upgrade my equipment at all in the game. I had no idea what any of this stuff did. And so he played like two thirds of the game without ever upgrading anything. And then he's like, oh, dude, now I have like three times the amount of health and I can hit like three times as hard and it makes all the difference. But the fact that he was able to play the game doing that is insane to me and so i like i know shannon got like frustrated and stuff with it i can't blame him since you know he's the one that mashes through text and stuff in games and won't read anything (laughs) uh but i enjoyed like the aha moments of being like oh you could have accessed this area the entire time you just didn't know there was a little door here or oh, did you know you could do this or that? how this interacts with this and stuff? Those moments were really cool to me. And it like it's one of those games where it just really resonated with me. And I think even like going forward in terms of like that style of game, it really kind of like put its mark in that like little adventure genre style game. All right. Very cool. Shannon. Number two. My number two, none of y'all ever played. It's fine. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's a great oh. game. <laughs> I don't think I need to say anything more than that. Like, I put in, like, a substantial amount of hours into it. Not as much as Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but the story Tri- was great. Triple digits? Triple digits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, probably. I was, yeah. I, was at, I was at over 100 hours. Um, All right. So, love the story. Voice acting was good game was great um you know they did they did a good job with it they closed out the series so like now like the next xenoblade game is going to be its own like new arc in like its own new place um so you know it was a proper send-off i'm not upset about it at all um but yeah since none of y'all played it and have no desire i don't need to talk about it more it was my number two and i'm happy i'm you really sold it 
talked about it i talked about it forever like go back and listen to the previous episodes that i talked about it on it it's a great game what do you want me to say the combat mechanics are great story is great voice acting is great Uh, it suffers from the same things that all the other xenoblade chronicles suffer from like you put it on like in dock mode and play it on tv it looks bad you put it on you hand you play it in handheld mode looks great and i'm that's where i played it in bed every night before i went to bed all right, sounds good. Uh, Jordan, number two. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the groan on this one. My number two is Sonic Frontiers. What, what the hell? Get the <laughs> hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that game's music sucks. All right, that... We're not. We're not here. We're not here to tear down things people love, Robbie. Oh my Robbie, we're Lord, not. That's fine. You're right. Okay. It's we'll awesome. just silently judge, but you know, it's okay. Yay! You like Look. a Sonic game? <laughs> Look at Robbie over there throwing stones at glass houses. It's just you know, just just raining yeah, down. Robbie had Modern Warfare Two on his list, and he's ripping on fucking Jordan. Over I mean, uh, to be fair. Way more people would agree with Robbie. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I mean, way more people played the game Robbie recommended over Sonic Frontiers, but you know, I I have it down there. Yep. I have it in my stack of games. Okay, I have played. Keep going, Jordan. Tell gentlemen, me you gentlemen, me. gentlemen. Can we can we let Mr. Yep. Berenger yeah, go talk ahead, about this game? I'm sorry, buddy. I no, so I I'm just sitting here quietly letting you guys do your thing because I feel like every year I'm the one to throw shade at everyone. So I'm just. I'm trying to take a step back from doing it this year. I really am <laughs> trying to be better. Well, um, why, why Sonic Frontiers? So it it came out two days before God of War, mm-hmm. and I got to play like the first level. I I was working a lot of overtime at that point in time, so I didn't really get to play it until after God of War. Um, <clears throat> it was a very good palate cleanser game. Moving around the overworld felt fantastic. Just the the movement that they put into the game. And the overworld is where you spend 95% of the game. You have like your world bosses that you fight in there. The, the levels are really um, kind of an afterthought, it feels like. And I'm okay with that because what you're doing in the majority of the game feels fun to play. Um, to Robbie's point, yes, the music can get a little annoying. And I can agree with that. <laughs> I see you shaking your head over there. Um, but it, it was just, it was genuinely fun. And it, by the time the game concluded, I, I didn't really feel ready for it to conclude yet. But it, it, it felt good to play. It didn't overstay its welcome. And... It, for me, it was the best Sonic game that has come out since probably the Adventure series on the Dreamcast. Okay. And that's why. Well, all right. All right, then. That's just and, what I got. Uh, sure. I'm with you. Uh, well, no, I'm not. But, you know, no, not. Don't, don't, you, don't you look me in this camera and lie to me, Zach. <laughs> We're not mad. We're just disappointed. No, no, no. People, hey. People... People, uh, people love things I don't like, and people like things I don't like. It's it's fine. 
you know, as the youngest guy in this podcast, I can I can take the not mad, just disappointed. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm old. Robbie, uh, what you got? Number two. Um, I to to not crap completely on it. I if if I had a top ten, Sonic Frontiers would probably be number ten. Um, it the gameplay is awesome. The open world stuff is great. The the fact that I got to like Elijah has um, since Sonic one and two, the movies came out like he really does like Sonic a lot. And so I got Sonic Frontiers for us to play together. And I, I think I hated, I have such an, I did have a negative experience with it because like he, we were playing it and I was doing this stuff. And he's like, get him daddy, kick him, you know, kick him daddy. And I was, cause cause like you could do some really cool stuff. But then like, and this happened two different times. Like we were sitting down, we were playing and then the music was just so drab. Elijah was like, daddy, this is boring. Can we play something else? Just because the music was just so it's either quiet or it's playing freaking death stranding music. (laughs) And it, it is just, it it was just such a bummer. And, and and so Jordan, like that, that really is probably why I am jaded on it. And because like, I, I agree with you. It did feel like they were trying to do like a breath of the wild kind of thing. Like that instead of making the music a part of the game, they were trying to make the music more of like an ambiance kind of thing. It yes. was, it was very, uh, very light strings. Um, just kind of, you'd get a little twinkle here or it, it didn't have like that constant music that you're, you know, it didn't have like a city escape kind of thing until you got no, the chaos emeralds. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, and then like, it's death meddling your face off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just whenever I, when I think of a Sonic game and it's probably because of the movies and the cartoon that I grew up with and the other games, like, man, when you go on, when you go running, I, I shouldn't be hearing like boring, boring, uh, hotel music. Like it should be upbeat and positive. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, I, I, I do, I do, echo what Jordan said. The open world concept was incredibly well done. Um, and just having bosses like, you know, you, you literally, you, you, to your point about Breath of the Wild, there literally is like a boss, a boss that's flying around the whole world the entire time. And you can engage that boss by finding out a way to jump on its back. But you better get ready because like it's about to go down. Like, but you can just let him walk. You can still let him just swim, you know, float around the world. Um, anyway, Jordan, yeah, I, I did. I did like that game uh, for a lot. Of <laughs> oh, reasons. don't worry. I wasn't taking any offense. No, I know. Um, <laughs> all right. Number two for me is Elden Ring. Um, I, I, I will say this. Elden Ring was my number one game all year until I rolled credits like three or four days ago on another game. Like um, this to me is the best souls game made. Um, it's the best story. It's the best game. It's the, um, like Zach already said, it's the most, uh, welcoming. It's the most accessible. You can be, you can beat that entire game by inviting, inviting someone to join you. Like you, you can, you can have, you can have like extra people come in for every boss and beat that game. Like you don't have to beat the game by yourself. Um, it is, it's, it's incredibly well done. It is gorgeous. It is so gorgeous. But what I was alluding to earlier, 
the best thing I think about this game is the variety and buffet of builds you can have of your character. The the way you do weapons, the way you do magic, the the fact that you can you can choose a character who has high intelligence, high um, uh, arcane. Is that the other one, Justin? The, mm-hmm. the the other you you can you can start off the game with having higher intelligence and high arcane, but by the end of the game. You're like, you know, actually, I kind of don't like this. You can have incredibly high arcane and and the same level of intelligence you started the game with. Like, you can vary this thing any way you freaking want. The weapons are so cool and so well done, at least for a magic user like I am. Um, Dude, when I found that blade of fire and darkness, like, I just wrecked crap for days. Um I think I think it's the best one they've made. I, I think it's better than Blood. I think it's more accessible than Bloodborne was. I think it's I think it's better than Dark Souls three, and that that to me is an achievement. Like Zach even said, um, it's a special game. It, it really is. It is a special special game. Awesome. Uh, my number two. It, uh, I went back and forth with it, and and. And, and this is where I got to. It's Tinykin. <laughs> I, I freaking love Tinykin. We talked about it earlier, and so I'm not going to say everything again. But um, it's it's the game I never knew I needed, but totally did. And and just the amount of fun I had with my family playing it, and just myself exploring and getting getting everything in that game. Uh, it was it was one of the few games I played this year where I would say it was a truly special experience. Every time I picked it up and. I, I cannot wait to see what this developer does next because Tidekin was fantastic. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I do not have Xbox, so I do not have Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It is on PlayStation 5 for twenty four ninety nine. Absolutely worth it. 100% Absolutely worth, worth it. it. Yeah. Okay. And, I'm going to I'm gonna take your word for that. And you and will hear about I, it if I do not agree with you. <laughs> I I paid twenty four ninety nine to have it on the Switch, and it it's good. It's worth it. Okay. And believe me, uh, your your son will totally love watching you play that game. Like it's it's fun as hell. It really Just like is. you loved watching me play Sonic Frontiers. <clears throat> I, maybe maybe. Ah. And, <laughs> well, I don't know because Tinykin's a good game, so maybe maybe it'll be different. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, we've, gentlemen, we're here. We're here. Number one with a bullet, Justin, Time Carter, number one. So my number one's been locked in since February, and uh-huh. it's been Elden Ring. Yes, yes, it has. I, I'm not going to we, – we've talked about Elden Ring a lot. I don't want to rehash, but it, it is the culmination of every Souls game together. Like every lesson learned – through Dark Souls 1 through 3, through Bloodborne, through Sekiro. They took all of that information of what worked, what didn't work, and put it all in the game, and then some. Mm-hmm. Like, the game was delivered, I think, on everything I expected, and then delivered on so much more. The game's huge. So many times I was like, the map, like, I'm towards the, like... There were so many times where it's like, I thought the map was done. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how is there still more to uncover? It kept blowing my mind. And then there's the Undercity. And there's this. And it's just like, it just keeps giving and giving. 
and there was multiple times where it's like, oh, I went full in on strength and dex, and then I'm like, oh, blood magic's broken. I need to get arcane to this level so that I can use this weapon. And throughout the entirety of 2022, even when I, the, there was to go months where I wouldn't play Elden Ring, I was still thinking about Elden Ring. I was watching videos on Elden Ring on like where to find this weapon, like what do I yep. need to do to get this build, like how to do certain things. And it's just insane. There was times where Shrimp Fried Matt, me and him were playing Elden Ring. We weren't playing together though. We were just on the phone each doing our own thing, playing Elden Ring at the same time. And there were so many times where he's like, oh, dude, have you been to this area? And I'm like, no, I'm in this area. And he's like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? And it's like, we're playing the same game, but we're in completely different areas, seeing completely different things that neither one of us has experienced yet. And we were both like 40 hours in at this point. And it's like, I can't think of another game where you could honestly say that, that you're just doing that. And it's like, we weren't even playing together. And, you know, the bosses are great. Like, it's just a really good game. And it's like, I wish I had room on my video game sleeve still. I would get an Elden Ring tattoo on my arm if I had the room for it. A hundred percent. Well, there's always your chest. Just, that's true. You know. Yeah, just let's start bleeding this way. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like, I think I hit 127 hours on that game. Like, I... And I still feel like there's just so some even even after running running credits on us, I, I still feel like there's just so much that I could do in that game. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, I, I talk to students that I teach about this game. Like we, they would literally ask, "Hey, Mister S, can we finish? Can we finish like five minutes early so we can talk about where to get this sword that you were talking about?" Like I mean, you just it it was really like playing Dark Souls one and two again, where so many people that I knew were playing it. Yeah, and because yeah. it's not because it's not been like that. It, it was not like that with Sekiro. It was not like that with Dark Souls Three. Even though there were certain people, it wasn't as much as this was here. And if anything, I would say Sekiro is almost like the forgotten, yeah, from software game. And I freaking love that game. Yeah. That that game to to Justin's point, like they, they did take elements of Sekiro and put it into this. Um, I, I'll even say this too, though. I don't want i don't want a sequel of elden ring Mm -hmm. like i i I, it was just so it was so pitch perfect i would rather them do something again like do something new again you can have elements of this in it but like don't give me an elden ring 2 like because it just was so it's so so freaking well done it's just so freaking well done um yeah I, I, Justin, if it if it wasn't for, if it if it wasn't for a, a story, like it would be my number one too. So, I know. All right, Shannon, number one. Okay, so I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. I'm just I haven't beaten this game yet. I'm probably about halfway through, but I'm loving every. Probably not even halfway through after talking to to Zach, but, <laughs> but I am loving the hell out of this game. And uh, it is God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is my number one game. I think about playing that game pretty much every day, and I'm really upset when I don't have the time to play the game. Um, everything else just takes a back seat when I get the chance to to play it. I love the controls. I love the story I'm seeing so far. Um, 
PlayStation 5 does this game justice as far as like the graphics and the gameplay and the smoothness the fact that you get to choose between the graphical fidelity or the gameplay fidelity like i mean they did a lot to cater to all of the users that are going to be you know playing this game uh the story i hear is phenomenal if you know the other people who are going to rank this pretty high up on their list want to talk about it i will gladly put my take my headphones off so you could talk about it until um well well, hold on hold on real quick hold on real quick because it's my number one as well. I'm guessing it's Robbie's. Jordan, is it yours? Boy, you know it's my number one. <laughs> okay. So let's just have the conversation. Rather than one each of us going piecemeal, let's just have the conversation. Um, so for clarity, I know Jordan and Robbie have both finished it. I have not. I put in uh, about five and a half hours last night because I thought I was close to the end. <laughs> and uh, at about 1.30 in the morning, I realized, oh, no, I've still got about 10 more hours. Apparently, <laughs> I, I fucked off in the desert looking for giant jellyfish way too long. So, um, yeah, yeah, it'll happen to you. It happens <laughs> you know, to the best of it. <laughs> you know what's up you made, it, I have no idea what you're talking about. And the other two are just like, yeah, it happens. It, it yeah, happens. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so uh, what I will say to – I don't want to speak to the the – ending of the story because I don't know but where I'm at right now they're doing a fantastic job of kind of building the character bringing bringing more pathos to to established characters which which is at this stage in a story's life is hard to do you know like we know who Kratos is right you've got a great hold on who Atreus is you know what happened to Freya and why she is the way she is. But to see all these characters morph as the story unfolds and as life happens to them is, is just kind of amazing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a level that rarely gets reached in gaming as far as storytelling and narrative is concerned. And, and sure. Is some of it kind of corny? Sure. Does some of it not land? Yeah, of course. You know, it's a, it's a big, huge story. But the big beats that count always hit, and they hit hard. Oh, and they hit hard. This game is an emotional roller coaster from about the halfway point. And, mm. and, and the best thing I'll say about it is they know it. They know that that story is the point of the game. And is the combat great and fun? Sure. It's awesome. Do you have a monster that's kicking the shit out of you that you just can't get past? Drop that into story mode, get past <laughs> it, and keep it moving. And it's yep. not going to punish you. It's not going to. It's not going to tag you. There's nothing. There's no little icon by your thing now that says, "Hey, you went to story mode, bud. We saw you M- do it that one time." Mamir M- doesn't insult you. Yeah, just like you know, it's just one of those like, no, no, no. We know that thing was hard. Keep it moving. Keep going. It's fine. And it doesn't do a Metal Gear Solid and put a chicken hat on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> hold, hold on. Oh, that didn't happen, Robbie? Is he wrong? That didn't happen? <laughs> hold on. There was no need. All right, there's no need to bring that up, okay? But keep going. Exactly. Yeah. But it, um, and, and it's, it's fun to have a character like Atreus in the first game who there were points where it's just unsufferable, right? Oh, like sucked. you just hated him. Because he was a whiny little nine-year-old. But to see him be a teenager and 
making those dumb ass teenage boy decisions we've all made. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and you're just like, yeah, but I get where he's coming from. I kind of was in those shoes at some point. Like you, you, you wrapping your mind around like his thought processes and it's a, it's, it's really good. I, I don't know if it's as good as the original 2018 God of War, as far as a whole package. I'm not sure. I haven't finished it. And, and I'm talking about also just to play, right? Like the combat and all that stuff. It seems so novel that first time. And it's hard to put that genie back in a bottle again. But I will say it it's so wonderful to go back to this world and yep. with these characters. And, and yeah, I just... I, I will stop talking at this point. I'll let Jordan and Robbie jump in here, but like I, it's easily my number one. It's easily. You, uh, I'll say this: I don't think it's fair to. I don't think it's fair to compare the two. Okay. Because they're, I think they're both trying to achieve two completely different things. One, one is to try to tell this insular, intimate story about a father and son, and about their them trying to deal with the loss of a of of their mom, of their spouse, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, their their loss of the one thing that, that kept them together. Them. Yeah. yeah. It's them yeah. trying and to find common ground in the first one. And this one is just like the writers in that writing room are like, let's show off yeah, and let's, let's tell a story about a father having to trust his son and, and let his son go in way, in certain ways while also, Let's tell this Norse cornucopia, you know, mythos story where we're gonna we're we're not gonna treat it like we did back in the day with God of War one, two, three, and the other one that sucked. We're not we're we're not gonna try to tell where Kratos just starts murking all these gods. Let's give these gods personality. Let's give them backstories, and and it, I I just don't think it does the same. I don't think it's trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And, and I will not spoil the game, Shannon. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, me neither. I'm not going to spoil the game. I will just say that a game like Bioshock Infinite for me, which is my favorite game of all time, it, it's my favorite game because the story landed exactly like I, I expected, like I wanted. You know, this, the, 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 with five, about the five hours left, Mark, my hope was that it was going to hit a certain, like it was going to hit that symbol with the perfect pitch. It was going to just hit it and land. And for me, it did. Yeah. Like this game made me tear up a couple of times. This game made me had a huge smile on my face. I I had the fist pump moments because look, the, the game while being emotional and telling personal awesome stories that I think at times can be, it can register with anybody. But I think if you have a child, it does hit differently. In, in, in certain ways, it also brings the huge moments that God of War is known for in in these big boss battles, these big like, hey, I'm going to fight this giant portal, this portal diving dimension beast that's protecting this tree, and I'm going to fight the heck out of it, and it's going to piss me off. boss fight. Oh, uh, God, by the way, boss fight. I, and I won't go into detail because uh, Shannon isn't there yet, obviously, but in that fight, I love how the first part of it is a straight throwback to the Hydra fight in the very first God of War. Yep. Like yes. right down yep. to the, the creature design and like how you get, 
get it out and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. And it's it was great. It was such a good wink and nod moment. Also, the mocap. Can yeah. we talk about the mocap in this game? Fantastic. Oh, it's phenomenal. Also, I love my brother and I, we, we talked about this game because we were, we were pace for pace almost the entire way through. I'll, I'll say this, and I want to hear what you have to say, Jordan. Uh, the, the fact that they chose to not go with this, like, stoic or very, like, grandiose version of Odin, but they went with the, the politician version of Odin. The, I think the, was, mob, the mobster Odin. The mobster, I thought, was just so brilliant. It was just, it was so well done across the board. Um, Jordan, go ahead, buddy. Speaking of how they did designs, I love how they did the, the um, actual Norse design for Thor as well. He wasn't mm-hmm. this character that Marvel's trying to make him to be. He was the he was the alcoholic god with the big beer gut and anger issues yeah. and he I, oh man. From that opening scene with the sled. Like, okay, I'll say this. I <laughs> Ever since they dropped an official release date for God of War Ragnarok, I, in the back of my mind, I was like, this is going to be my game of the year. It just is. If it if it's even remotely close to how 2018's God of War is, this is going to be my game of the year. But to be fair, I went into it as even as I could. I didn't mm-hmm. go into it thinking this is going to be it. I went into it saying, let's see what this game has to offer. And like Shannon said earlier, every moment that I had time to play a game, I was playing Ragnarok. Even if it was, I have 45 minutes and I'm in Vanaheim and I have five collectibles that are that I'm close by. I'm just going to go get them quick and that's all I can do tonight. That's it, it still felt good to be in that game. And I just finished like finished finished it, like 100% finished it um 4 or 5 days ago as of this recording mm-hmm. and I can say I cannot remember in recent history a gaming hangover that I've had this bad. like I almost instantly turned around and downloaded the PlayStation four version of the game just to play it again. Wow. It it was just, and and I didn't play the first one when uh, the first one came out before my kid was born and I never went Mm -hmm. back. And as much as everybody says to do it, I never went back and replayed it after he was born. So I, I haven't played it with those with that lens on, Mm -hmm. but Obviously, my kid being two and a half now, I do have him for this one. And like you guys are saying, with a kid, that that just hits different. Just seeing those interactions. And I'm just going to say one more thing and then I'm done. I love the character growth. Like how Robbie was saying, the the first game was them trying to overcome this this grief and find common ground and all that. And he... Uh, Kratos never called his son by his name until like the end of the game. He called him boy all the time. I think there is only one time in Ragnarok that he regressed to calling Atreus boy. 
and it was in a monumental point of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the storytelling. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, now just the the story, like. Yeah, I was making a joke about the giant jellyfish uh, before. The end point of that, when you f- free the first one, and uh, and it's like, well, why did why were you doing this? And it's like, oh, he wanted to spend time with you, doing yeah. something you liked, and because- it was just one of those like, oh, all right, like it's, and the story, the game is full of those little moments mm-hmm. where it's just like, it, it's like Witcher three. It, mm-hmm. it is the, where the side stories at times are more impactful than some of the story beats of the main story. Like, but in this case, like everything in Ragnarok of the main story hits really hard and it's really well done. But like, you know, uh, Zach, you and I have talked about this yeah. at nauseum, like the, the, the Baron, oh, the, the bloody the, Baron. Yeah. The bloody Baron. Uh, like that is an all timer <laughs> side story for me. Remember when we tried to make the bloody Baron a game of the year, like just that, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, like, I just wanted to make that, that section like yeah. game of the year. Uh, you know, I, I, there's no way, there's no way anyone's ever going to make me believe that they weren't influenced by that game making this. Yeah. The, the, there's just no way. Um, Shane, I'll tell you this, man. I really do hope, that you get to beat this game soon. Um, well, soon-ish. Because um, it is long. I, I don't know how many hours it takes to meet, beat the main story. But I, I purposely had it in story mode. And I swear it took like 35, 40 hours. Like it, 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 there's a lot to this game. But it's not wasted. It does not waste your time. It. It, there is no, <laughs> there's no Zelda quest on it. Okay, there's no like get five fish so you can go to the market and get a shield. Like there, there's nothing, none of that stuff. Um, so I could just like mainline the story without doing any side quests and probably make it relatively easily through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have to do the side stories. Well, especially if you drop it to story mode, like it. And story modes actually like it's probably the best story mode I've played because you still play it like you still do the combat you still do all that stuff and and it's the optional not, bosses are still hard even yeah. in story mode yeah they are yeah but but you'll get through it that's the yeah. difference you know and and you know like some of the Valkyrie battles and stuff in the first one was just like oh, I, okay mm. I'm just walking away from this this sucks. I want to quit playing video <laughs> yeah. games man. Well, all right, all right. I think, you know, I've written down everything everyone said as far as the games they've listed. And I'm going to throw out a list to you guys. And you let me know what you think. All right? I think number four, or sorry, number five should be Tiny Tina. Four should be Stray. Three should be Tiny Tina. Now, um... Let's see. What, what, uh, three should be Tunic. Two Elden Ring. One Ragnarok. Does anyone have a bone to pick with that? Justin looks concerned. No, I mean, I'm fine with it. Like, as soon as four out of the five was God of War as their number yeah. one, I fucking, that was the kiss of death for Elden Ring getting number one. So I, I pretty much accepted it at that point and, and <laughs> I, had, I had two at three because you had it at two mm-hmm. and then both shannon and jordan had uh tiny tina at four but 
I had Stray at four and Jordan had Stray at three. So that's why I put uh, Stray there and Stray at four and Tiny Teen at five. Does anyone care about that? Does anyone have? No, I think that sounds fair to me. And I think. I'm not dogmatic about any other games besides the the two that are at the top. Well, then I think, gentlemen, we have a list. Yay! We have done it. It's only taken us like four hours. Sorry, Shannon. <laughs> but, but we've I done mean, it. I've only been on for two hours. Hey! So there's another two right. hours for you guys. So that, that's, that's not me. <laughs> well, I'd like to uh, thank everyone that's hung in there with us while we've done this. This has been a lot of fun. It's, a, it's literally my favorite show we do every year. And it's uh, the one time a year. I get we get all of us on at the same time, and I, I really appreciate that. Appreciate you, Jordan and Robbie, for jumping in with us. Yeah. As I say every time you have me on, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Robbie, we our, miss you. This is our eighth rendition together, Zach. It's nuts, man! Look, look, look at you. We're we bought we have houses and kids and stuff. It's crazy. The hell happened? Gracious. I don't know, man. That I, it's just crazy to me. Like, this is my eighth version of Game of the Year since with Zach since 2015. Oh. I know, and I'm r- r- a little sad that like you didn't actually bring up Metal Gear Solid Five. That's okay, I did it for him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have it. I still have. It. I still have a copy of it. Like, I, I freaking love that game. <laughs> um, Robbie didn't want to bring it up because Ori beat it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, I almost brought it up, Justin. Whenever you said, uh, you know, when you four picked this, I just knew I was, you know, down. Justin, I understand your pain. Whenever you <laughs> you love a game so much, and then everyone else in the group just craps on it and puts another. You know what? It's a great game. It's a great you know, Metroidvania. You know, it's a hell of a game. <laughs> Ori and the Blind Forest. That's a hell of a game. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, that should be on your freaking tombstone you said that phrase so gosh dang much Robbie's like I'd rather be carried by 6 than judged by 12 <laughs> <laughs> oh, alright it's almost midnight for me yeah so, so why don't we have Justin take this plane in for a landing you know what guys Thank you guys for joining us on our three-hour epic voyage through the 2022 Game of the Year episode. As always, thank you guys for listening to us all year and uh, going into 2023. And, you know, head on over to Discord. Let us know. What does is, what is your list look like? Do you agree with the choices? Do you think uh, Elden Ring should have been number one? You know, let us know. And, you know, while you're at it, why don't you uh, head on over to Spotify? You know, give your boys a review. Let us know how we're doing. And, uh, Robbie, uh, since you're here, what do you say? Go and be great. And there's football on a Saturday? Crazy. And I go dogs. Oh my gosh, national title. It's and always get roof insurance. Yeah. <laughs>